Race fans, it's time for those most famous words in motorsport. It's time for another edition of Race 22 Radio. Ra Radio. In-depth coverage of all your favorite late model stock car racing action from all perspectives. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Race 22 Radio is hosted by Race22.com founder, Mr. Langley Austin. All they need to do is delete the late model stock cars from that rule book, and that, that will help start fixing things right there. I mean, that's all we got to do. Just so delete the NASCAR that. rule book, is delete the pages and just say refer to car stores. Exactly. <laughs> that's all they got to do. That's all they got to do. Race 22 Radio is co-hosted by Performance Center Racing Warehouse President, Mr. Roger Johnson. You're the guy for this, in my opinion. You know, we, we don't, I mean, name me anybody else that's doing it. Uh, well, I appreciate for, it. Right? It, well, it doesn't mean you're good. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> With special co-host, Crazy Corey Latham. Sit back, buckle in, and hold on tight. Race 22 Radio is coming right at you at full throttle. And now your host, Mr. Langley Austin. All right, guys, we're here. Race 22 Radio's back on the air after a, a week's vacation. I'm I love that really week sure. Doc just gave you. Uh, I wish we had TV listen, for that. That listen. was great. Did you see that? Was, <laughs> I don't even look what, at did it. Did you see it? What, what the hell was that? That was like something. Wow. That was awesome, Doc. I don't want to know. <laughs> not really. Not really, uh, not really sure. I'm not. I wish we had TV. I know Corey saw it, but yeah, I won't turn oh, Corey's mic on yet. We, oh, really, oh, he got it. He's on. Mic's on. Man, what? What, Doc, Doc, what are you doing, man? We're supposed to keep his mic off for the first thirty minutes. Okay, <laughs> what are you doing here? Lord mercy. Uh, well, we're we're off to a good start already. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to show him up in front of his new girlfriend he brought with him. Oh, oh, oh. wow. Whoa. <laughs> And we wow. need video for that, too. That was good. We did, and, and need, we did need video for that one. Wow. wow. We couldn't show him because of the hat anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, this thing, oh, that thing does work. They won't turn it on. No, we ain't turning turn it, it, turn it, turn it on for you. I'm like, you right now. <laughs> wow. All uh, right. Well, we took a week off last week. No, you I, took a week well, off. Yeah, no shit. Well, I mean, y'all didn't have, did y'all have the show? No. Did but, I miss it? But yeah, listen. Cor Corey about got in his little go-go gadget car and drove the States for him until you text me and like, hey, uh, don't actually, come. Actually, I didn't text him. He texted me. He said, we're not having a show. No. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was a good thing. I forgot to tell him. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, move on. I didn't mean to do that. <clears throat> Um, anyways, I get uh, we, we missed a lot from last a week, lot. though. Oh, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. you know, Bowman Gray opening up, Motor Mile opening back up after uh, being shut down for a year. Um, Cars lot of, Tour Crash Arama. <laughs> well, that this week, yeah, good a race, lot though. Of, uh, a lot yeah, of things happening there yeah, for good sure. Race. Um, <laughs> uh, but Bryant Robertson has already got to show off to a bad yeah, start. I okay? see he's he wild. keeps he keeps telling us that Corey is number one. So I, I don't. But with a different finger. Well, he said with all fingers. So. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. 
Tom, at least one of them for sure. Tommy Strupp called me today and said he's watching now. He called and could not wait for this to happen. Well, that's good. The one-man Taliban. He could not wait for it to happen. He, cause he, was, he was going nuts about well, it's, it. It's it's uh, liable to get interesting here. We're going to see. Yeah. You know how these damn Yankees are. So. Yeah, he don't, both. and he don't give a damn. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no doubt about it. You could tell that from his front bumper after the first race. And he told me, and Ryan could tell you, he said, come here, look at this. He said, I'm knocking this son of a bitch off. His exact <laughs> words, did he not tell me? He's what he told me for the race. Corey's and, uh, over here talking to him like we're going to turn his mic off. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> He's just sitting over nodding. <laughs> well, he was giving the finger to Doc a few minutes ago. Yeah, he deserved it. Eventually, might, we might tell the people at home who's sitting here because they can't nah, have no idea. Nah. <laughs> it's a mystery nah. guest. <laughs> he, he used to race. Used to. I- yeah. He used to hold a At least wheel. he raced right. in a late model style car. Oh, oh yeah. God, here we go. Wow. Here we go. They've been asking me, what, what are we doing Let with the modified guy? Yeah, yeah, what are we doing with the modified guy? Who's, what was we this your idea? Well, because he's excited. Was this exactly. your idea? It's interesting. Yeah, it was my idea. It was? Yeah. Yep, well, yep. we all came to this idea. Who's we? In, inside the. Me and this mystery guest guy and about 14 other people inside the holler at the, when it was raining. And we the thought core, it was a The core's light holler. You can imagine what they were doing. So. Holy. <laughs> my favorite truck at the track, but you know, <laughs> I guarantee that. Guarantee we, we were drinking Kool Aid, and um, yeah, and we thought it was be a great idea. And I said, "You want to do it?" And he said, "Hell yeah!" So you know, I think it's great. Yeah, because because you know, other years I tried to get these modified guys. Are they not the hardest damn? None of them want to do it. None of them want to do it. Late model Lee Pulliam drives from three hours away to come be on stuff like this. Well, well he hasn't yet. But, well, yeah. not yet. But he has so, before. You know, but, this was like 10 years ago, right? Like What, the last show? The, no, I'm just saying. This all started 10 years ago, I think. Oh, in yeah. In Langley's Garage. Yeah. Like, it wasn't quite that it has long to ago. to be close. Um, it was Ten. 2011, so it was eight years oh, ago. Oh, shit. Okay. I thought it was 2010, uh, yeah. 10, 8. Hey, find a mystery guest a chair so our rear chest can sit the hell down. Well, we got to kick this guy out, so. We'll get him seated here in a minute. Look, he's oh. back here looking for your secrets. Whenever, whenever <laughs> he's searching through the place, he's trying to find some modifieds in here. That's what the deal is. <laughs> Everything here has um. fenders. Oh man, we'll. Uh, well, this should be good. We'll get him on here in a few Since minutes. Anyway, on here besides and, Corey uh, knows anything about modifieds. This should be a fun show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Let's uh, let, let's go to the dock and and uh, and let uh, let him deliver the news <laughs> over here. <laughs> Race, 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 22, race, 22, radio. All right, Motorheads, Friday, May the 3rd. There we go. Thank you. Almost forgot. Uh, Anderson Speedway. I'm just got their glad twin I wasn't 40s. that one from the last show. Oh, I'm, I got it saved. <laughs> Tyler Williams it. really liked it. I could play it. There was one person that liked it. One. Yeah, good. The rest of us did not. Well, I got, I got a lot of good compliments on it. Thank you. It'll be on the card next week. Trust me. For that, Mister. Oh my God! Anderson yeah. Speedway once again. Twin Forties got to race in. Luke Sorrow won race number one and number two. Yep, that's three in a row for him. He's rocking and rolling. Power good. Down there. I just talked to him a little while ago. He, he was, was here. here. Yeah, he was here. Got some brake pads. Walked away with some swag and pads. Oh, yeah, yeah, he raided the t-shirt closet yep. as usual. He uh, he got uh, got him out of some uh, got him out of some t-shirts here. So yeah, good for start. Sure. For and sure. uh, Kingsport got to race in. Nick Williams was the winner of Lake Model Stocks. Southside Speedway, uh, Lake Model Stocks. Chris Johnson gets to victory there. Good for those guys. Bowman Gray, of course, rained out, but we'll be talking a little bit about that up here shortly. Dillon Motor Speedway had a great event last week and had to relay for life uh, the cancer walk. So uh, kudos for those guys for hosting that event. I think that was real important and good for the community. 
Uh, so good job for those guys. East Carolina, all I could find was six cars qualified, no results. I don't know if it got rained out after that or if they even tried to race. Just tells you how good of a job they do. Tell Great job what's they're doing uh, going there. on there. So. <laughs> Uh, Florence, they did get rained out. It was the 60, <laughs> I wish 60 lap, 22. Doc, Doc, wait a minute. Just so you guys know why we're laughing. <laughs> Doc turned Corey's mic off again. And intermittently, he just turns it off. And then Corey gets ready to talk and gets ready to make this big segue in, and there's nothing. Nothing. And we'll try to get some. It's actually way more entertaining. Right, well, we'll try to get some video of this. It's the best way to listen to Corey <laughs> without having to hear him. But that was the Jimmy Hatchell uh, night, uh, so hopefully they'll get that rescheduled, get that race, and it's a very special race for that uh, community. Greenville Pickens, I think uh, they had some cars packed, but I think they did get rained out as the day went yeah. on. Let's see, who else we got? Hickory Motor Speedway, they did get rained out. Langley Speedway, they got the race on Saturday night, 100 laps for the late model stock cars. Philip Morris led all the laps, and it was caution-free. Sound like a snoozer to me. Yeah, don't sound very good to me. <laughs> Myrtle Beach had their drift event. Okay. Um, South Boston Speedway. You're reading had a <laughs> What are you looking at us for? You're the one reading Two-day event. Uh, it turned out to be a two-day event. K&N Series had, they got in race number one Saturday night. Tanner Gray won race number one. And then they got to race on again Sunday. And Derek Krause was the winner on Sunday. Now, for last week, we had some things prepared. Uh, you know, I guess we, we can still do it this week. We talked about the motor mile. Uh, what happened last week? Uh we had, had it prepared. Had prepared how, how was the show last week? Does anybody I know? I said we had it prepared. Gonna you got to listen to the show. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure uh, it was great. Don't miss another week. But we were uh, going to talk Corey's about Corey's mic on like it is now? We'll you want it on? on? Hold on. Yeah, I'll give Corey my <laughs> mic. He can go ahead. They're going to start kissing and sharing mics no, over ain't, here. ain't nobody kissing. <laughs> nobody kissing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's got it back on. We're, we're good Okay. Now. Yeah. Put him but we had it prepared to talk about the – Play the clip. Uh, motor motor mile. They had what, twin fifties. They run up there now. Right. I was there. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, I had twenty four cars on the ground. So it was a good field of late model stocks. A limited race was off the chain. It was a very entertaining race. And my man Langley, he was down there getting some audio and video. Had it posted all over the place. Uh, Brandon Pierce, first time there, I think. He finished third in race number one. Let's see what he had to say. Heck of a battle, you know. Uh, we qualified fourth and uh, had to because of the draw. We had to to, to start uh, sixth, and so we got going there. And uh, I knew when that caution came out, we were gonna have a shot. And Philip just didn't seem like he was going on any of the restarts, and so uh, I had a heck of a run. And it's five to go. I ain't gonna check up, so I didn't wreck him. But um, you know, I got into him a little bit down there on the apron, but I had a run. And as soon as I saw I got him crossed up, I let him go and let him and Looney duel it out. So. It was a big learning experience for me, but uh, we had a good car. We were a little too uh, free right there, but we'll work on it for the second one and see what we got for him for that one. I think with it being 50, that helps everybody. I mean, being on these tires, they're so hard, you can't really hurt them. So I think we got just as good of a shot as anybody. We'll see how the invert plays out and where we got to start. Yeah, he, uh, he was looking pretty sporty out there. Philip Morris, he finished second in race number one. Yeah, we were we were a little bit snug there on the restarts. Took a couple laps to get going, and, um, yeah, uh, I thought we had a pretty good line getting into one and two. and. Uh, just got picked up there a couple times, uh, getting into one, and it gave uh, Looney a pretty good run. He did a he did a good job holding me off there. Uh, a lot of guys wouldn't be able to take that pressure, but uh, Mike's got as many laps here as I do, and I hats off to him. Uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, Reynolds Racing Chassis. That's one of them right there too. Uh, really good chassis. You got anything left for the second race? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I rode I rolled a lot in that first race, so I got a pretty good car. Uh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. How about you couldn't have picked a better winner 
for the first race for the late models to come back to Motor Mile than Mike Loney. How exciting was that? The crowd was into it. Uh, he was really excited. He said he maybe didn't have a winning car, but there he was in victory oh, lane. Oh, probably had a second-place race car, uh, qualified second. We drew eight on the start, which, you know, that's the way it goes. So hope it made for a good show for the fans. Uh, we tried to bide our time, clawed our way through the field, and uh, I think once I got to second, Philip turned it loose. He started driving off, and I, I couldn't run him down. I was abusing my right rear a little bit. We got a late race caution. Um, I think I got some help. They got to racing behind me a little bit. Got him, got him stuttered up with a Billy Banks engine. You don't need but just a hiccup, and uh, you got the lead. And I was able. He was better than me, uh, but just with I guess with some mutual respect, uh, he didn't run over me. And I pinched. You know, we raced hard, and I got the W. So uh, thank the Lord. Thank Philip for running me clean. Yeah, he said not many people could take the pressure of having him right there <laughs> yeah, with you. Just his name, whether he's really in the car or not. If you think it's him, it's scary enough because you know uh, he's one. Of, he's one of the best ever for sure. Got anything he, left for the second race? I think so. If the car uh, it wasn't perfect by no means, and I think we can get it a little bit better anyway. We're going, you know, we'll be in the back again, so we'll, we'll give it a shot. All right, in the second race, Brandon Pierce finished third again. See what he had to say. Yeah, it just hurt us. Uh, we were just fast as the leaders uh, right there at the end. We just ran out of time, so uh, uh, got held up a little bit uh, there early, and it's just, you know, 50 laps here, man. It's 50 qualifying laps, so um, heck of a field, though, tonight. I mean, look at who was here, so really, really proud of uh, all these guys, all my sponsors that made this possible uh, to come here with this kind of competition. Uh, you know, I, I'm pleased. Of course, we you know, we came to win. But uh, for us, cars in one piece, two podium finishes against these guys, it's like a win. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to make it back up here. We'll be here with the car store in a couple weeks. So really excited to get back here with that. And uh, all in all, though, good night for us. And uh, hopefully I'll get to come back around a few more. Speaking of the car store, do you think this helps you? I know it's a different tire and all, but do you think this helps you coming back to that? I think it does just because of my lack of experience here. I mean, like I said, my, my first laps on the racetrack, we got about 15 hot laps yesterday before the rain got here and then what we got today, plus the 250-lap races. So I'm still under 150 laps here. So I definitely think it helped. Uh, a lot. Like you said, different tire, but um, I definitely think you can carry stuff over for it, so definitely beneficial. Mike Looney, winner in race number one, finished second in race number two. Yeah, man, what a great night for Billy Martin racing. Uh, started eighth place both races, got to pass some cars, done some fun racing with a lot of good guys. Uh, King whooped us again there. Just uh, He drove the wheels off of it. I, I seen him in the bathroom. He had an icy stare on his face, and I knew he was going to be <laughs> He was going to be hard to beat tonight. And, uh, you know, I made him work for it. Uh, we're really proud. We're really proud of uh, 087 here. Uh, Billy Martin Racing, you know, we're really not supposed to compete with these big guys, but we do. And uh, Lord's just really blessed me with a good race car, a good team, a good engine. I couldn't be happy. You got some good passing bucks tonight, right? Yeah, I think we get 20 bucks for every car. I don't have to, have to do 240 is what they said. Pretty That's, good, man. Yeah, we'll take it. There you go. That's that's good for for them. But Philip Morris, that was your winner in race number two, and the crowd seemed kind of fifty fifty there. Uh, there was one dude sitting in front of us. I don't know how many adult beverages he had, but uh, his girlfriend's ready to pull him out of there. Not a Morris fan. <laughs> Same thing was going through my mind on the first uh, caution right there with like five to go. You know, is, is it going to get swept away from me? And I was trying to do everything I could to, for my crew to get this W. Really needed pretty bad, and uh, losing that first race there. I thought we had the best car. Just couldn't get it to victory lane, and I hate to take a fast car and finish second with it. So uh, that second race, I really did work hard in the seat, and uh, my car really was improved from one race to the next. So really had a good, I had a good piece. How does it feel to be back here at Motor Mile in 2019? 
it's like coming home because uh, I got so many laps logged into this place and um, it's just uh, it's fun to come here and hit your marks and and just go fast you know it's, it's one of these places where you just uh, really charge the corners and it's hard to describe but there's a lot of adrenaline here and uh, for a guy like me that means a lot well, you certainly pulled it off on that second race tonight. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. It looks like we've got the trophy for you right here, actually. Right. So, uh, Look at the hardware boom. on that baby right got there. Got the hardware, got that second This one's win. a little bit bitter, but <laughs> this one made up for it tonight. And, hey, you know what? It, it was just good to be a part of this event and for it to be close like it was and uh, for me and Looney to put on a race there. Even though I had to finish the second somebody, I'm glad it was him, a Reynolds racing chassis. Uh, they're hard to beat anyway. And right here uh, in front of this crowd, I think uh, – I think David Hagen and all the guys that uh, put this thing together, I think it worked out great tonight for us. All right, congratulations. That scared that, me. <laughs> that would have been some great edited down audio there. Yeah. Yeah. If we, yeah. I thought you were prepared for a show last week. Okay. Nashville, Super Late Models, uh, yep. the CRA, Cars, Arca, Bermuda Run, <laughs> this and that. I don't know how many classes they had to run a Super Late, but it was a big old show at Nashville. Josh Sprock, Kentucky driver, was your winner. Donnie Wilson out of OK City, Oklahoma. He was second. Matt Craig races right here with uh, around the Carolinas. He finished third. Johnny Van Dorn out of Michigan finished fourth. And how about Jared Fryer? Top five finish, our Trinity, North Carolina driver, Cars Tour champion from last year. That a boy, Jared. I'm so tickled for him. Some other drivers that uh, races with us on a regular basis, Stephen Nash finished 12th. Molly Helmuth, uh, she finished 13th. Nolan Pope, 15th. Justin Kreider, first year in a super late model, correct? Yep. Now, he finished yep. 20th. Hey, not too shabby first time at Nashville. And Lee Tissett, I didn't know he was getting back into a super late model. Man, I was kind of glad to see that name there. He's, he's hit or miss. He's, yeah. <laughs> you never know what he's doing. I'll tell you what. He, he was running like one of Roger's horses a few weeks ago. Right. So. He'll do anything. I'll tell you what. He is a wheel man right there. So, it was real tickle for him. Of course, Bubba Pollard wins the big show up in Wisconsin. The Joe Shear Classic uh, adds to his uh, win list uh, for this year. So, surprised he wasn't How in Nashville. How do you not put Bubba Pollard in a cup car? Because you don't have the money? Because you don't right. have money. I mean, <laughs> that's, do it. Like, I mean, that's, it. that's all that matters. That's what's wrong today. with the system right, he, right there. I mean, that right there is the perfect about, definition. He's, yeah. he's made a run. But, but, like, my, if you my, look at it nationally, is, he's made a run. My whole thing is if you put a guy in the car, he will make you money. You might have to pay the first year. Maybe, you know. yeah, but can you pay the first year? Anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to can derail the whole yeah. traffic. <laughs> I'm just saying, look at that guy. He's got to be on the front of somebody's list, right? He's winning every race that he's getting in in a super late model. For sure. Everywhere in the country, every had a chance to win Martinsville last year, right. first time yeah. in a late mile stock. Yeah. Now, like, with the rules, not, Roger, how do you not take a look at that dude? Answer me this now: in like Martinsville, uh, with the rules, the weight of the car is it with or without the driver? With. It's always with. Yeah. With the driver, always late mile. Always late mile. So the total weight is with the driver. Yes. yes. Okay. Always. I, I didn't know if it was without because that would. It would be a big disadvantage with oh, all these white sure. kids. So I've always He's wondered about that. No, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, yeah. impressive. Good question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the answer to that either. That was a good question. You guys really stink. You know that? <laughs> I like it. Right there you smiled first before you got mad, though. Like, I, that was funnier because you, like, didn't just cuss us out. You, like, smiled like these pricks. I got him really good a minute ago. Yeah. And now you don't know what that to do. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now the race of the week, and that was at Ace Speedway. That was a race. Had a winning hand. Full house for Ace Speedway. How you about that? Yeah, that was a nice segue. There you go. 
Uh, let's give your top ten, even though, man, I could talk about all these guys, man. I tell you, what a re- fantastic race up and down the field. Uh, newcomer, Sammy Smith. I talked to um, Timothy Peters as I walked in, and he was pretty high on that fella and, and was proud of him. And he said, man, you know, he's, he's doing what he needs to do. He's listening and, and showed speed right away. Um, what I saw, he looked like he was up on the wheel. So. <laughs> I just saw his elbows the entire race. Yeah. He was And all I'm telling you, he, he knocked the nose off. Used the nose plumb up. I'll tell you what. Ripped it off, didn't it? He didn't quit. He drove that race car to pass its ability and finished in the top ten. I'm telling you, I'm impressed with Sammy Smith. I'm telling you right now, I'm impressed with him. Well, He's good. a driver. Yeah. He's a wheel man. He's your pick? Uh, if he goes to Motor Mile, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Tyrell, how about that? Started 17th, finished 8th. Another top 10 finish for him, and the little fella's coming on good. He's uh, definitely better than he was. I mean, I think a lot of times finishes. He just kind of stayed out of the wrecks, though, didn't he? A lot of times, and I'm not discounting him in any way, shape, or form, but a lot of times the way the race plays out plays into favor of somebody who's not running as good as they should be. Sure. So, yeah, but he's young yet, right? I he's going to get there. He, he's yeah. hit both of the last two races, like, he's kind of got in the well, right position for those finishes. You well, know what I mean? And that's part that's of part it. of racing. He's got to right. make it through the race. Yeah, but, but at, at the same time, mm-hmm. I was watching him race. He was passing yeah. cars. Oh, and for he was, sure. He for was sure. Racing, real good. You know, and, that, and he, he's going to have a new car coming soon, so it should be a little better. Nice. Nice. And Bradley McCaskill's been showing a lot of speed each, each and every week. He uh, qualified 12th and finished 7th. Sax, Zach St. Ange, how about him? Started 16th, finished 6th. Uh, he was pretty pleased after the race. You know, it's humbling to be able to come out here and be able to run so well with these guys. You know, this is these are some of the best racers in the nation. And, uh, you know, it's just really, you know, exciting to be able to come out here and do what we do. Uh, you know, in the race, we took advantage of some early cautions. Got from 16th to about 5th really quick. Um, you know, we just kind of stayed there, saved our breaks, saved our stuff, and uh, eventually some guys came up through the field that were really quick. Uh, I you know, I feel like uh, I missed a shift somewhere in the race, and that one really hurt us. But I think that uh, we probably probably could have finished around fourth. But uh, you know, I'm happy where we ended up, and it's a good effort from us. And I, I I think that you know any any night you know the budget that we have to race on and what we have to deal with any night we can we can be happy with the finish and load it on the trailer with with you know minimal damage you know a, t- a tire rub that's it you know we're, we're really happy with that that's where we come from too and we've always always been a struggle for us is you know get the car on the trailer it's a good night absolutely good job for zach and all those folks adam limpke he's a young driver got a whole mile full of braces and uh, just he looks like just a little bit of the old thing he's a sharp young fella uh, he buckled up the nose early on. A lot of kids would panic, but he uh, kept the nose clean after that. And uh, and I wondered, uh, how much uh, did it bother the airflow? Did it have any overheating or anything? We had some overheating issues the entire race. Uh, the gauge was was red the entire race. I knew we were in a little bit of trouble, but you know, I just kept the nose clean. For the most part, I tried my best to, and I kept the grill in clean air, and it just kept her out of the bay. Yeah, I mean, I got around that 07. I was trying for, I think, 30 laps straight. Uh, it just shows that the competition in this car tour race and series is it's pretty tough. And uh, the car was really good. I think I, I could have stayed a little harder, but I need to get better at these at these tracks. You kind of have to manhandle the car a little bit better. But uh, overall, I think we had a good car all weekend. 
You know, he's, he, he, he was, you know, he owned the deal at uh, Orange County about uh, missing the shifts, and a lot of drivers were upset. A lot of fans, you know, were pointing the finger at him. And I asked him about that. I asked him, you know, has that been on your mind? You've been working on it? Just thinking about it all, all month long, pretty much, just getting ready for this race. Uh, we have a couple of six-year cars at the house that I got used to, you know. Racing on the West Coast, the cars out there have a straight-cut gear, so you don't have to use a clutch. You just throw it in gear. And, I, I mean, I've never had a struggling problem with uh, shifting. It's just timing is what I'm struggling with. There you go. It's a timing thing. It's different types of uh, gears in the timing. He had, he had more drivers mad at him after Friday night. Why would that be? Because he missed a lot of shifts again Friday night. <laughs> there was quite a few that was not happy after uh-huh. the race. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen the St. Unge kid miss his shift. Yeah, St. Yeah, oh, yeah, did, yeah, but the 98 did. didn't. I didn't see the other guy. Yeah, did. I, don't, I don't recall no, the 98. Missed the back or something. Missed about three or four. Wow. Yeah. I was standing with his team. Oh, I got you. I yeah. didn't see that. All right, well, he finished fifth. He did a good job. Adam did a fantastic job. I had some audio with Bobby and Deke, but I uh, inadvertently messed up and deleted those uh, uh, by mistake. Womp, womp, uh, womp. Stuck in my pocket. So, <laughs> hey, got to own it. There's I just want to hear the Stoltz say. video. Uh, it'll be, it'll be Can coming. We hear it? It'll be no. coming. Yeah, it's coming. It. It's coming let's up here it. shortly. Yeah. Uh, Bobby McCarty finished uh, fifth. Yeah. He started fourth. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was not very happy when he got out of the car. Was right there when he got out of the car and talked to him. Um, he said he felt like he was roughed up. He said anybody can do that, you know, trying to race late. You know, those guys are racing hard late. He said he's putting a, a lot in the memory bank after that. But I'm going to tell you, uh, he was spent after that race. He was absolutely soaking wet. It was hot. It was humid. There's no airflow down there. Uh, he was he was uh, pretty spent after that race. Uh, he had to, I think he had to hustle that car more than maybe he'll admit. But um, uh, he, he's not happy. So, I know he'll be balls to the wall come uh, – Motor mile. Deke McCaskill pretty pleased uh, when he got out of the car. Uh, talked to him about that. He said, very solid night. You know, can't ask for more. Started third, finished third. Uh, really felt he had a good car late. Uh, then got to, you know, rubbing with Josh and Ryan, those guys, and uh, just ran out of time. But uh, I asked him about his wife, Sandy. Said she was there up in the VIP booth. Said she's doing good, getting stronger. And I told her, hey, awesome. we're all praying for her. Yeah, awesome. And, yep. uh, you know, bless her heart. We're all here for her, that's for sure. Uh, Ryan Millington, how about Ryan? Uh, getting up on the wheel, talked to his dad. I remember his dad when I was uh, announcing at Hickory in 99, his dad was racing. And uh, talked to him when I got there. Oh, we ain't too good, just like you were saying the other cat. Oh, we ain't going to be all that good. Sat on the pole, just blistered everybody. Yeah, we've been going over there every week and been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, been, yeah he's been good he's over, been there, good over so. there. So yeah. I actually uh, thought he'd have more of a push toward the end. I, I really thought he was kind of saving he his stuff. hung up with Bobby. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess he got into Bobby. <laughs> no, and right. They I, got I, into I, each other yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, Him and Bobby crossed each other mm-hmm. up about three times. I, yeah. I, thought, yeah. I just thought yeah. he would, you know, he's played it over there a couple of the last two or three times we've been over there. He's just kind of rode and hung around in there and the next thing you yeah. know he comes back that's what i thought he was going to do but i think uh, yeah, marlo said and he said this one one thing about him he's a, he's a smart racer very yeah, smart i agree yeah smart yeah. kid i think all around yeah right yeah and josh berry of course was your winner started eighth finished first uh had to really keep us cool on that early spin yeah it was definitely uh definitely interesting race for sure uh, early on when we got turned around i i uh obviously wasn't excited, but I still felt like we had a really good car, and I felt like I was going to be able to pass if I could just stay out of trouble, and luckily we were able to dodge a few of them, and, and kind of once we got up in the top five, I mean, the race was still really 30, 40 laps in, and uh, we were kind of able to manage it and just, just set it up there for the end. I asked him about the middle stages and, and, um, 
and talked about racing, you know, their hard there towards the end. And he said he could tell that his competitors' cars were kind of going away. That long run, it seemed like Deke and really Bobby both started to get pretty tight, and I was kind of able to start working underneath of them. And then I started really pressuring Bobby, and the clutch should come out. So then, you know, on the restart, I knew I had to try to capitalize. And uh, like I said, once we got out front, man, the car was so good, and we were just able to kind of manage it, survive a couple restarts, and, and put the car in victory lane. And you know he's he's you know we always say you know what else he else he has to prove he's won championships won all these races I'm gonna tell you what he had a big smile he still appreciates victory lane. This is a place I haven't won before really haven't raced that much so it's always fun to win at places like this and yeah you know, really ever since Martinsville we've had such great race cars and and not a lot of trophies so you know I've learned over the years that the that none of them come easy so the older I get the more I enjoy them. All right the points how they shake out after uh, Ace. Barry extends his lead. He did have four over Taylor Gray. Now it's 19 over Bobby McCarty. Bobby up two spots. Taylor Gray does stop, uh, drop one spot. He's in third. Bradley McCaskill stays the same. Brandon Pierce drops two spots. Uh, Deke McCaskill, then Zach St. Ange, Stacey Pruyer, Mini Tyrell in the top ten. Tommy Lemons, Jr., uh, now rounds out your top ten, and Trevor Ward was in the top ten. He's dropped to 12. Now I hate to see him uh, have that uh, horrible – Day at the racetrack, new new car woes, I guess they said. But uh, the Derek Stokes, that his home track. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I would say. I just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I really I expected him to like, set it on fire. Yeah, I really that, did. that's why I was asking. Yeah. So uh, our, our buddy over here was uh, hanging one? around. Uh, uh, I guess Corey would be our buddy. Okay. Not really. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Out there hanging around uh, Mr. Derek Stoltz, who won the uh, Bowman Gray Sportsman Race, what, a couple weeks ago we yeah. had ready? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. had some uh, pretty interesting things to say. Uh, yeah, Derek really don't even care about winning the race. He just is just mad. Right. He a driving movie done, and his ass is getting ready to pay for it. Well, he tried to wreck you down the straightaway, it looked like. He ain't like. gonna wreck me. I'm better than him. <laughs> I told that bitch I don't know how many damn times I'm better than him. And we'll be till the day he yeah. He done asked for it, now he's going to get it. Well, I mean, you you, you won the race, sir. Yeah, it's fine. I'm hooked up about that. I mean, call the shit. We looked up and rode it around in the finish, you know, and we done all right. Yeah. Take a move like that and driving people like that. Mr. Danny and driver going to go to Modified here soon. Can you pay your f***ing bills? He ain't going to beat me. My shit's paid for right here on the trailer. It's an all-in-one f***ing piece. Do you see it? Got the f***ing trophy to go with it, too. It's broke. <laughs> I've seen it break. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Once it got in front, though, man, that's nobody could catch you, though. Like, yeah, well, it turned good in the center like it usually does. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we was off, but we're good. I mean, we was good enough. Yeah. But dealing with him, man, this this on. I mean, I don't even do nothing. I don't care if I race next week or not. I'll, yeah. I'll show up, barrel that bastard, go ahead and do my thing and laugh about it. And go on I mean, and I don't, don't, don't want to pull him off you or nothing. I'd like him to try to just get on it. <laughs> what that a great hesitation. interview. Wow. Uh, great now, interview. Did you try to get the other side of the story? Did you try to talk to the homie? No, I was getting out of there, and they was over doing something. What over. kind of reporter is that? you got to get both sides <laughs> right. of the story. Yeah. If you're going to be a reporter, you got to get both sides of the story. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that this next week. Okay. It should be real good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to approach him in the driver's meeting is what he said last night or Ooh. something. So. Ooh. Do you get to go to the driver's meeting? You better yeah, be there. Yeah, I'll go you better to the driver's meeting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, modified driver's meet might be good. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, That's all we got. That say? was the news. It is news. It is news across the nation, y'all. 
What in the Well, <laughs> at least across this region, anyways. Jesus. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? What just <laughs> Sorry about the profanity. I don't know what just happened there. What was that? Oh, man. Wow. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't either. I'm... I'm glad Stoltz. That was a great interview. I like well, that. I mean, to tell you people what, need people he, like him. It was, uh, yeah, but we need people like him. The entire like, night. I mean, it was a that was a really good race. I mean, they raced the hill out there. He had him turned sideways down the straightaway, and they held on to it. And it was really good racing all night and all, all divisions. You know, it was really it was one of the better opening nights because usually they're not mad at each other yet. Everybody's car's real pretty. For some reason, everybody lost their damn mind. You know. Yeah. And um. Yeah. The last time I went there on opening night, it was terrible, boring. This was friggin' awesome. Yeah. It was. It yeah. was pretty good. It was pretty good. How many cops were there? Like forty. Thirty-three, I think. Yeah. They work every. That's awesome. Every night there or something. I know. Is that, that I an actual to, number? I think they told yeah. me that one time. Thirty-three, yeah. thirty-five like was that. the truth. Thirty-three, thirty-five. Because when I went like there that. a couple last year, that I was like, uh, holy god, they got enough security there to launch a battleship. Yeah. They yeah. still got that steroid cop running around the there's, airfield. Yeah. There's more yeah. than one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There was like in a whole little pack over there. Last time the I was down there, building. I bumped into him. I said, dude, you should try working out. Yeah. <laughs> Cor- Cor- Corey's right, we're taking Doc's up. mic out. <laughs> wow. Hey, what's the deal with uh, the towing company coming towing everybody's cars out when uh, they wasn't marked or what have you? What Corey, happened? Corey called on them. What is that? Corey called. Corey Nart? No, yeah. <laughs> no, it was he texted in a phone He's seen tip. Bad Brad Some... parked over there. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. All the peanut sex. Okay. Um, it was a city <laughs> lot or something where all wow. the damn where, where, where the utility place is, and it was a new worker, and he'd come back. I guess he worked on Saturday or something. Ryan used to work for the city, so they don't work on Saturday. Hell, y'all don't work during the day. Um, anyway, he, he, the guy's car got trapped in there. So he said, hell, with these some bitches. I'm going to call a towing truck company and got the towing company. So I worked for the city to all these cars, that one dude. So they just started towing cars. And so the people got towed, went to have some cops. Cops said, you can park there. We've been parking there for 30 years. So it turns out it was going to be $13,500 that the city had to pay back to all these people. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. because because that that's, one, that's, because that's that that one, one guy, employee. That's what, that's what they get. They yeah, deserve that. I'm betting that guy don't work there no more. Wow. So wow. you got it. It's a bad day. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it bad is a bad day. day. Can he weld? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah can he weld? Shit. I'm always looking for people that can weld. Can weld. Yeah, it was a. It was a. There was a lot happened the other night. A lot of stuff going on. Doc's on fire today. Yeah, yeah. He's on fire. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know what's on fire. Yeah. But, uh, well, he's, he's uh I think he's gonna get our uh, guest set up over here and make sure uh make sure he's uh he's ready to go. Uh, yeah. we'll bring uh James Savali on here in a minute. But uh in, in the meantime, a lot of you know, a lot of stuff been going on. I went to the motor mile opener, man. Great uh, great crowd, great car counts. I'm impressed uh, with Ace's great crowd. start for them. I yep, wanna Ace, say that. great crowd. I, I mean you I, all the way around looked like they had a great from yeah, from look, what yeah, we saw, you yeah. and I went together two weeks before that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, me, let me ask you anyway. I saw on Facebook where you were there. Where the hell were you? Because I was there for hours, and I never saw you. Not you don't once. worry about where I am. <laughs> I think you, you had a there. suite up there. You don't worry about where oh, I am. You have a suite. Yeah. Mm, you don't worry about where I am. Mm. Mm. I don't you just worry. keep taking pictures, pal, and inviting <laughs> people with modifieds on the late mile well, stock car show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just keep doing that. <laughs> we'll ask for you later. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it looked like a regular, I, a good crowd for one of their no, good late mile races. No, way more people there this time than when we went. Even me and you went that yeah. time, the opener. There was yeah, oh, yeah, there was, there was more than that, yeah, because yeah, I, mean, of the I could cars tell tour. on TV that it was a lot more. Because of the Cars Tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Still, that's a pretty, that was a pretty good crowd. Yeah. Yeah, because Cars Tour advertised it. So. Did they? A lot of, yeah. Yeah, lot they, of local they, divisions. They had a lot of social media about it. Cars Tour did. Well, I think did you it, see it anywhere else besides social media? No, I didn't. And one of the teams there actually won the race. Said they would like to race there a lot more, but they don't know when they race. So, wow. Because is that worse? So, well, I don't know. 
Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. You're firing today. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what the man said. I don't know, you know. Yeah, she's just quoting you. Quote. Sort of. I'm <laughs> quoting somebody on the team, maybe not the driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. One one of those people. But right. no, it was right. good. It was a good race. All the racing was good. I mean, the mini stock race, that was that was awesome. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, Chuck and AJ is two of the best ever. I mean, running side by side the last five laps was great. Limited race was pretty pretty decent. Um I thought Gary Young was going to go crazy, but he didn't. And that was pretty good because he was pretty pissed off. Got wrecked there in second place, going down the straightaway. He's good at going crazy. Well, he was he was pretty mad when I talked to him. He threatened to whip my ass over there one night. Did he? Yeah. He told them all down in the best. He's radioing to me. I just stood up there and walked down to see him. He never got my ass The best picture I ever seen was Josh Nichols. It's Josh Nichols. <laughs> Gary He's Young chasing him with a jack handle. He turns around and takes a picture of him with his phone. <laughs> and the dude looks all crazy as hell with a jack handle back in his hand. I was like, why would you stop and take a picture of that? But anyway, it looked good. It was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, and before we go any further this weekend, Southern National finally going to uh, get underway with their $150 entry fee deal, you know, Free tires, free pit passes. Uh, you guys have been out, ta- out and about talking to people. What do you, what do you think the turnout's going to be? I think it'll be. It, people's going to see. There's some that's going to sit back and see how this yeah, works. Yeah, I think it'll be saying. minimal first. I think it'll be 15 to 20 first week. Yeah, and upwards then I think of 20. it'll go upward to 20. I think it'll go 25. It, 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 as soon as as soon as people start getting feedback from those lower teams, and, don't, and they say how good everything is, they'll they'll I come. I think to people it. want to wait to see who the hell they got to race against first. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. I yeah. don't think it has anything to do with anything. I think people are like, oh, man, before we pay the 150 and drive all the way over there, is there anybody over there? Can we win? Whatever. That's what I think. I agree. 100%. I mean, uh, I don't know what we're going to crappy, but yeah. It, I, I'd like to see. They I, had, I, I will, 18 I will tell race. you the one thing that I have. I, I haven't had, and hats off to Diaz, I haven't had one single person tell me that that wasn't good, which in the racing world is like a big deal, yeah. right? Like everybody. That, yeah, because people bitch about everything. Right. I'll ask 10 people the same question, and nine of them that come in here give me a, Ugh. and, you know, but this deal has everybody. Uh, even the people that are somewhat cynics or pissed all the time, they're like, right. man, doesn't sound like a bad deal. Interested to see how it goes. You know, they're still skeptics, right. but still, right. I, I, they're not outright bashing it early on. Right. I'm glad Derek Stoltz so, can make yeah, time Yeah, Stoltz and Savali are talking to each other on the chat <laughs> on, while the radio show is going on. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, I, I, you know, most of the people here watching are, are waiting to uh, hear from him anyways. But uh, the one-man Taliban, as he's known. Uh, also, the rocket launcher, I believe. So, yeah. uh, he's got a few names. James Savali, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, Corey, Corey called me, and he's like, what do you think about having him on there? I was like, yeah, sounds entertaining to me. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. I mean, I've seen the front <laughs> bumper, you know, pictures. So, I mean, from the first race, it looked really good. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I don't like anything more than tearing through a field like I did twice that night. <laughs> <laughs> G- give us, uh, for the people that don't know who you are that are listening here, because we have more of a late model stock crowd, um, give give them an overview of, of your career and where you came from and all that. Oh, that would take too long. but um, <laughs> Just a fast one. I'm, uh, I'm from Connecticut, obviously the north. Uh, I raced. Uh, quarter midgets, legend cars, up into modifieds. Uh, raced some northern modified tour when I was about 19 or 20. I started a um, couple seasons there, won half a dozen races. Um, just moved down here about three or four years ago, not to go racing, but just to, for family change. And uh, ended up getting involved with the hillbillies again for maybe the fourth time driving for them. Uh, keep going back and forth with them. But uh, we got into Bowman Gray, and I kind of liked the 
everybody hates me aspect, so I, I keep going <laughs> back for more. Right. Well, it definitely over there, it's it's uh, not hard to get everybody to hate you, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the first time we ever went there was back, I think, 2009. And the only reason we went there was because we were getting a bunch of smack talk from Tim Brown that we couldn't race there. So we uh, showed up, ran them down faster than them, and moved them. Called, then they called me the rocket launcher. Wow. There you go. I, I guess that's, uh, that's what it takes. I'm Tim, you know, talking trash to you and getting you over there. But um, it sounds like you uh, fit in with the Bowman Gray crowd pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's my style of driving. Just, you know, when I grew up up north racing against, like, Teddy Christopher and Tony Hirschman and Jimmy Blewett, John Blewett, you know, those guys race like this every week, every tour race. That's the way they race up north. So when I came to Bowman Gray, I was like, yeah, let's go, sure. And everybody's like, well, you can't just, dr- like, you can't just move people. I'm like, well, what else are we going to do? You can't just follow each other around. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's, uh, that's what's like the opening race there, the 200 lapper. Usually it's right around the whole time except right. this guy here didn't give a damn about tires, obviously. They don't them save tires, <laughs> and they weren't no saving tires on this one because it was passing on the outside, and, you know, bouncing right rear off the wall. I mean, everything. It was a... Uh, it was a pretty exciting race there. You, you pissed off a few during that race. Yeah, I got into a couple of them. Uh, well, see, Lee Jeffries is mad. Yeah. Um, the three. Not really sure. I've never met the three. Don't well, know who that, it is. We'll just move on past that yeah. one. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, Jason Myers is pissed. Yeah, he, he pissed me off. No, that's something you two have <laughs> in common. What, 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 what happened to whole, that whole deal there? Ah, there, there? There's a little bit of history there, and, and he rubbed on me the wrong way, and it just lit a fuse in my head and said, yeah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, who else? I don't know. There wasn't many. I mean, it's just a few. It was, just, it was just a few. I mean, and, and, and the two that I spun out were kind of, I wasn't really trying to. It was just we were a little too, little too close in the wrong spot and just jacked them up a little bit and turned them around. I was like, oh, sorry. I wasn't really trying to. And it wasn't yeah. like a critical time in the race where I got to spin this guy to do something. It wasn't trying to do that at all. And, I mean, that kind of stuff's going to happen at Bowman Gray. Yeah. But then at the end, it was, you know, I got, Tim and I got together and, spun out with I think 60 or 70 to go and we came in and got tires and I said we're going back to the front and doing this again and drove around the outside and got to the lead with 15 to go or so yeah and uh kind of knew if the yellow came out we were gonna get wrecked just that's the way it goes yeah what do you think about that uh, I watched that back on fans choice when I got home and that caution don't know here he was he's leading the race and done drove through hell to get the front and Brian off was catching him he was probably gonna catch you with about two to go maybe but if he could have got around you I don't know but uh, it, was, it was trying to be a good race, exciting. All of a sudden, yellow waves are five to go. And they go out there, and I watched on Fans Choice, and two, two guys took a broom and swept the track, and they didn't sweep up a damn thing that was on the track. So Yeah, they needed a yellow to make it interesting, I guess. Yeah, uh, and it got real interesting after that. Yeah, so. I don't know why any promoter would do yeah, anything why, like that. Why, why would you not do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was definitely – I mean, it sucks that we didn't win. Um, probably would have done the same thing as both of those guys, John and, and Brian, to get the win. But uh, – it sucked that we didn't win after what we did that night, driving through the field, starting so far in the back. And uh, Why'd you start so far in the back? Because I screwed qualifying up badly. Well, uh, the, uh, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. went out there for qualifying, and uh car is really never that great in qualifying anyways, but I was weaving the tires, and right before we got to get going for the green, I uh, unclicked the belts. And I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, I only got one lap, and we're coming to the green flag right now. So I ran qualifying with no belts on, which was not <laughs> awesome <laughs> at all. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, you told us why they call you the rocket launcher. Why do they call you the one-man Taliban? One-man Taliban goes way back. It, it kind of went dormant for a while, and then when I started driving for the hillbillies at Bowman Gray, it kind of 
creep back up again. Um, I was on a radio show just like this up in Connecticut with uh, Gary Danko and uh, the Bear. Uh, he remember the Bear car, the fourteen car. Yeah, he yeah. did a radio show up in Connecticut, and uh, I think it was after I got thrown out of NASCAR for maybe the second or third time. And uh, well, I, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. I think I wrecked Rowan Panic at Riverhead. And, uh, I think he wrecked him a couple times. And uh, they, they were doing a radio show, and they, and they happened to talk about the modified tour race, how he had wrecked him. And uh, and the bear pipes up. He says, I'm going to call him the one-man Taliban. And Gary Danko looks at him, what? He's like, you just never know when he's going to strike. <laughs> God, it was horrible, but, it, I mean, it stuck for a little while. Yeah, you've had a good good robbers up at Roanoke. Well, how, how did all that start? It's just there's certain guys up north I butted heads with. Um, there's a short list of guys I struggled with, and then there's a long list of guys that I loved racing against. But uh, Rowan Panic was one of them. And just every time I get around him, we'd struggle, either bounce off each other, or he'd end up spun out, I'd end up wrecked, and it's just constantly butting heads with him. Yeah, I've seen some good video of this stuff like that. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen some. What was the one? What's the Dave Dion story? Oh, the Dave Dion story is bad. What's the so, Dave Dion story? So, back when I was coming up, and I was coming up real fast, faster than I was probably ready for, um, I got into a Bush North car at 20 years old. And I was racing an SK modified at Safford. And uh, we had some opportunities come our way, and we were moving up fast, and we were doing really well. And I got this opportunity to run a Bush North car half a dozen times that year. And uh, we showed up to Stafford for our first race. It was actually our second race, but the first race got rained out. So we show up to Stafford, and we, we had a really good car. We had a car from, um, I can't even think of his name right now, from Maine, Andy Santerre. Yeah. Andy Santerre's car. And uh, we show up fast. I think we were fifth in practice, qualified like seventh, fast like crazy. I'm like, I've never driven a full fender car in my life, and I'm in a Bush North car at Stafford. And uh, we pitted with about 30 to go, put right side tires on, came back out, and I could see the leaders. And I'm like, I'm running these guys down. I'm going to get there. And uh, I think I was up to like sixth. I had passed a bunch of cars. I was up to sixth, and Dave Dion was the next guy. Ran him down, and the top four was like Andy Santer, Teddy Christopher, Matt Kobaluk. And I think it was uh, Brian Chu, possibly. And Dave Dion was about three car lengths back, and I ran him down. And it was like 15 to go. And I'm like, i got to get around this guy and get there. So, I mean, like I had passed 15 cars before that at Stafford, which I knew really well, just crossed him up, came off four and underneath him, and he just hung a left. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm a rookie. It's first race ever. I go down turn one and gather it back up. I set him up, come off turn two. I'm going to drive right by him again drive it up underneath him and he just hangs a left going down to turn three and puts me in the dirt and i'm like man I, and now i'm running out of time and i'm starting to get like frustrated like dude i gotta go so i got back to him in three and four and i swiped across his rear bumper just right and actually made him crazy tight in the middle of the corner i swiped across his rear bumper as i was turning down and uh, got to his door off four and he hung a left middle straightaway, and he had me in the dirt at Stafford on the front straightaway. <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember Woody Pitcat was jacking my car, and afterwards he told me, he said, when I saw you in the dirt on the front straightaway, he says, I tapped your dad on the shoulder, and I looked at him, I said, what'd you do? He said, pulled the pin on a grenade and threw it. And my dad's <laughs> like, what? He's like, there's no way we finish this race now. 
<laughs> he says, he's like, watch you go down turn one and two. You went on the outside of him. I was on the outside of Dave Dion, and he put me in a fence in the middle of one and two. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the end of this. I came off turn two, and I just got on his bumper and started pushing. And I think he locked the brakes down about halfway down the back straight, and he just crawled up the hood. I think I had rubber on the cowl. <laughs> he was just buried underneath this guy and drove him right off the end of the track. And, uh, yeah, that was the end of that. Got parked at, after that, and uh, I got thrown out of NASCAR for that, too. <laughs> he just says it all nonchalantly. Yeah, I got thrown out of NASCAR that time, too. It yeah. sounds like it's happened a lot. I think at least twice. Yeah. Been thrown out of Stafford for couple i think half a year or two yeah well you won't get thrown out of bowman gray likely probably i think not. anything goes there yeah no. i i I've, I've learned to not completely ex- explode i just explode a little bit and then i calm down real right away i mean they carry people on the side of race cars over there i think you're okay yeah, yeah. Well, what did you say the other day and you said something you said the, you said you know people's i've seen people in the internet bitching and all this about you whatever but you said racing's got soft over there oh yeah bowman gray has definitely gotten soft when I first went over there, you know, modified racing was when Junior Miller was there. You know, it was beating and banging. And if you didn't beat and bang, you were going to get beaten and banged out of the way. Right. So when I showed up there a couple years ago to race modified for David Hill, I was expecting to get roughed up, and I was expecting to rough people up. And I knew I was going to go into that year in points race. Like, I'm going to focus on I want to run good in points. So I didn't really rough anybody up, but nobody else was roughing anybody up either. I'm like... We're all just riding around here. You know, your twin 25s, everybody just lines up on the bottom, and they just ride around. I'm like, well, this is kind of boring. And I knew it was boring for the fans. So we ran that first year there, and I finished second in points my first year there. And I'm like, I don't know, we really didn't wreck the car at all this year. Like, we wrecked one race at Bowman Gray. I'm like, this is, like, weird. <laughs> so when I went back last year for half a year, I knew I was going to race hard. And, you know, it was a little bit harder, but it's like, these guys aren't wrecking. You know, nobody, right. nobody's wrecking the race cars to race here. And it's it's kind of weird for Bowman Gray to not be wrecking racers. Not that you're supposed to wreck race cars, but everybody's just riding around. Nothing's happening. It's like, this is getting kind of boring. So I was t- talking to David, and, and he's used to me from the north. We race hard. We burn that thing to the ground to get to the front. And uh, he's like, dude, go back to the old James and just drive the hell out of it. I said, all right, that's what I'll do. And I showed it in the first race, just drove the crap out of it and drove it to the front. You know, I think a lot of people see, you know, like I said, I think for 17, 18, whatever years, it's been Tim Brown and Burt Myers over there. They've won championship. Danny, Danny won one year, but they protested half the year, so they weren't even there. And um, I think, I mean, do you think now, that with you, you, including yourself, there's maybe coming a change in the guard. John Boy's good. I mean, you know. And, and John Boy's a little bit more like me. Like, yeah. he wants to race hard. Yeah. You know, and he has no problem with a little bit of pushing and shoving, and, and that's what I have no problem with. Yeah, he was beating his back bumper out there, not knowing he was talking about. It. He said, "I love that man. That's awesome." You know, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's modified racing on a small track. I mean, that that's why we have bars. Yeah, you know, if this was if there was no bars on these cars, I would you know you can't touch. But modified is a contact class. I mean, you got to push and shove. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Who 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 is your friends at Bubble Gray? Not many. I, I really don't know. I kind of, I kind of hide in the trailer because I don't know who's I, when somebody's going to throw something at me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that you don't walk around and talk to a lot of people. Not a lot yeah. of people come talking to you. Yeah, they, yeah. They, uh, most of them don't like that I'm there. I personally like your trailer, but you know, yes, yeah. it's, it's a cool place. Yeah, it's hanging out. Yeah, yeah, it, it sure is. <laughs> you know, a lot of the, uh, the the drivers out there, you see their core of fans out in the uh, the stands. Now, are you starting to see some Savali uh, t-shirts and? Uh, definitely, am. actually. I remember the night I went there to um, 
kind of show Tim Brown that I'm I'm not a horrible driver. <laughs> and uh, what, what year was that? 2009, I believe. I was there. It was That's a, the, the when I was doing the show with um, uh, Bad Brad. We were there. Yeah. It was the same weekend as a Martinsville tour race, and uh, we qualified at Martinsville. And David Hill had already set it up where there was a Bowman Gray car at Bowman Gray. And we qualified at Martinsville, and I got right into our car, and we drove to Bowman Gray. I was still in my racing suit, and we showed up there. And I had never been there before and uh, jumped in their car that was their Bowman Gray car and uh, ran good, um, got to fourth, I think, and I spun out Tim Brown because he was in my way. I was faster than he was, and I was kind of there to – didn't really spin him out. He kind of hit the end of the pit wall, but, you know. No, no, that was me. Oh, that was you. Yeah. So he waited on. It. So he waited on. It. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. Okay, so he okay. knew I was there to break his balls. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it legitimately. I mean, I ran him down and and moved him. Yeah. You know, I didn't wreck his race car. I spun him out. You know, I didn't wreck your race car. I just said, "Hey, I'm get out of the way." Yeah. So, um, he waited on me, and uh, I kind of knew it was going to be bad. And I said, oh, "This is not going to be good," and uh, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't think he'd waste his car on me, but he did, and I uh, went down in the back stretch and. Uh, <laughs> He hung a right and put it right in the barrels or the, or the tires there going into yeah. the pits and wrecked the race car. And Roger was not happy about that because all we did was spin him out and he wrecked our race car. But um, I remember Eric Beers coming up to me the next day at the tour race at, at Martinsville. He said, dude, I've never seen so many people line up to get your T-shirt. He's like, they sold out in like 15 minutes. He says, they sold every one of yours James Valley T-shirts. He says, that was awesome. I was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, and that's one of the things about it over there. I mean, have you ever raced anywhere with an atmosphere like, you know, like there is no, at Bowman Gray? No, absolutely not. There's nothing like Bowman Gray. And that's kind of the way I enjoy going there because there's so many people there. There's so many diehard fans. And just the location of it, you know, in a city, on a college campus, you couldn't put that many people at a place like Concord or Caraway or Hickory. There's just not that many people around. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you have it at, in, in a city like that, it's like you can get the fans there. And then you can make it cheap enough so you can fill the place. Then you can start the rivalries. Then you can yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it just breeds everything, and and it's it's a pretty awesome place. Yeah. What, what's the closest thing up north to Bowman Gray? Man, as far as fan base, Stafford, probably the best short track yeah run place in in the Northeast. Um, but as far as racing, it's it's more like Riverhead. Riverhead's a tiny little track. I mean, Riverhead, I would say, is actually smaller than Bowman Gray. Um, but you can race side-by-side, side, which is a little bit different. But, um, yeah, it's there's not many places like it, that's for sure. Something that people talk about all the time down here, anyways, is the difference between uh, modified racing up north and modified racing down here. What, what What's your take on what's the difference? Modified racing down here is – so there, there's, diff, there's different ways to race modifieds, obviously. And up north – growing up with Teddy Christopher. That guy wins or loses. That's it. He's there to win. And when you watch somebody on a racetrack like him do what he did, it's like, well, my car is same size, same motor, same tires. I'm going to race like him. Right. And it breeds other guys doing the same thing. And then every next thing you know, there's 15 guys out there driving like they stole it, ducking off into the grass, body slamming people. And when you got 15 guys doing it, it's like crazy the entire race. And it's a lot of fun to do because you're having a blast doing it. And then there's a lot of guys that can't do it, and they just want to race their race and manage their race by themselves, and they don't fit in. And they just 
we, they just get pushed out of the way. Because it's like, well, they're going to save tires. Well, we're not, and we're all going to go, and you're going to be back there saving tires by yourself. Right. And by the time you get here, you're not getting biased. There's 15 of us doing the same thing. It's just right. not going to happen. So they struggled. And, I mean, they're very successful still. I mean, Matt Hirschman couldn't do anything on the Northern Tour because he is a methodical racer, saves his tires, gets his car perfect, and he's got the fastest car in the racetrack. But when you're racing against 15 guys that are beating the heck out of each other, he can't, he can't do it. So he has to run those races that are tire-saving races, tire management races, and he'll win them. Right. I, I can't beat him because I can't save the car. I can't make the car oh. as fast as him. Andy Sice is the same way. Their car, they can make their car fast and they can save their car. But up north, they struggle. I mean, they just get run over. They're in the way. And that's, right. it's just two different types of racing. And that's the type of racing I came from. And it's definitely more enjoyable for me. But I don't have the fastest car in racetrack. That's the way it always has been. But I got the car that I can do whatever I want with. You know, I can move around. I can make crazy moves. Where a lot of guys, they just have to, they have their one line they can run. And that's it. And that's not the way I race. So the southern guys just don't race as hard is what you're they saying. They just don't race as hard. You know, and, but the other th- product of that is when you go to Hickory or Caraway, you can't push the gas. Like, you have to run three quarters of the race. Myrtle Beach, yeah. To save right. tires. Yeah, Myrtle I mean, Beach. Because, I mean, right. y- you'll, go, you'll go to, yeah. if you do what I do, you're going to lap down the last 10 laps, like, right. tied to a log. I mean, right. that's just the way it is. But up north, the track surfaces, the tire, just everything plays out where you, I, you could beat the hell out of the thing the whole race and you drop off three tenths. There's no sense in even saving tires. And Bowman Gray is very similar to that. Like we ran that 200 lapper, even without putting tires on, John Boy didn't put tires on. Was the whole he, race. He wasn't much slower than me at the end. I mean, I was a little bit faster, but I mean, it's not like I was lapping him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't need tires. So you can drive the hell out of it the whole race and don't have to worry about it. Gotcha. What, what, yeah. What's your favorite racetrack that you've ever raced now? Wow, favorite's got to be Bristol. Uh, it's just my type of track. Hey, tell us about the first time you went on track at Bristol with a, this dude over spot. This dude over here? So the first time I ever met Ryan Nelson was at... Just so everybody knows, we hadn't told his damn name <laughs> yeah. in, a, in two hours. It's Ryan well, I was Nelson. hoping he wasn't going to say his name either. <laughs> <laughs> first time I met him, I uh, showed up to Bristol to run the Hillbilly 79. Um, I don't think I had raced for him at all that year. Just showed up. They want to race, race Bristol. I'm like, all right, sure, I'll come. So I show up, and I didn't have a spotter. And David's like, I got, I got Ryan. He'll do it. He'll do it. I'm like, all right. So Ryan's like, uh, he, and, and Ryan's nervous, shaking like a leaf. And he's like, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, what do you want to hear? And he's like looking at me like, you know, I, I never spotted here. What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I'm like, don't say anything. He's like, what? no, really? I'm like, seriously, don't say anything. He's like, no, but I got I to gotta do something for him. I'm like, I got it. Don't worry about it. And he's looking at me like with these deer and headlights. Uh, 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 okay. And then uh, we ended up uh, on the track. And I don't remember. Was it in practice or qualify? Practice. It was in practice. So practice is real hairy there because, you know, a car spins out. I mean, you're going to. Right. It's easy to wreck in practice. So um, in practice, he hadn't said nothing. And we ran practice, ran practice. He hadn't said a word on the radio. And all of a sudden he comes on the radio. Spin off turn two. And Doug, I think Doug Kobe wrecked. And, uh. And I didn't, and I slowed down, and I didn't see it before he did. But he's like, "See, you know, I knew I had to say something." You got to go back to practice though when it skipped. When did you come in? When it skipped? When it was skipping? Yeah. 
Oh, we were struggling to practice. Give them the mic, Doc. Give them the <laughs> mic so they can have this interview. Give them the mic here. Hold on. We're going we got technical get in here on this. All right. Well, hold on. He's got to turn it on. Hold on. All right. Tell us about when we uh first time we went out. It skipped. <laughs> then yeah. you pulled in without nobody had the headset on. Yeah, so I, uh so we show up there and you know, Bristol is a very flustering place where if you're not dead nuts prepared, it can be very flustering because you can't hear anything. Um, and if something happens, something goes wrong, you know, it's a whirlwind. Practice is going to be over before you know it, and you got to get on your A game, get that thing fixed, go back out. So I go out there, and right away, car skipping. I mean, just dead miss, will not go. So I come right back in, and nobody's got their headsets on because it was like a whirlwind of things happening. And I'm trying to tell them the car's skipping, and nobody's listening because everybody's got their headset off. And I'm screaming on the radio to put your goddamn headset on. <laughs> and he's the only one that can hear me. And they're all looking at me like, what? And I'm like, put your headset on. Nobody responds. It's quiet. And I'm like, this guy's a loose cannon. He's going to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back out on racetrack. Y'all got me? Just like it was smooth. <laughs> then he goes back. That's because that's the way they do it up north. And he says, still doing it. He kind of right back in. <laughs> Five, ten minutes, come back out. Still doing it. Going back again. <laughs> we might get it fixed here in a minute. Wait a few minutes. It's fixed. We only get like one lap. He's not even had no time to get brakes, heating the brake. He rolls it off in there. I said, this guy's going to kill himself. He never lifts. First lap, no heating the brakes to drive it. I said, this guy's crazy. I said, I told David after I said, man, I don't know where you picked this cat up at, but he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a pretty good old dude, man. He don't really say much. He's, yeah. I mean, I'll go. I'll go. What I'll go two hundred laps without saying nothing. That's All what right. Ryan told me on the way here. He said. He said half time after the race, you know, he's got a spot for you. So of course everybody's up here. You son of a bitch, you know. And he's like, well, he said, well, you, you, you're clearing yourself half the time, ain't you? Yeah, most of the time I don't listen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he don't. He'll so they're all with Ryan's ass after the race, and he ain't told him nothing been, yeah, for an I hour. I don't clear him. In the, they'll say, "What'd you driver do that for?" You just gotta ask him. He said, well, "I seen an inch. I took it." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. A uh, bunch of people on here. Uh, uh, Derek Stoltz said he missed and, two uh, beers watching you race the other <laughs> night. First time he's ever watched the modified <laughs> uh, Kenny Lang and uh, Dennis Hall talking about Franklin County Speedway. Uh, guess you were pretty good there. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Franklin County I think is the first time I ever drove for David Hill. Um, I had been racing the 28 car on the modified tour up north. And Chuck Hasfield was driving for for David at the time, and I think Chuck was out of the car, and Woody Pitcat filled in a little bit, and Woody couldn't go to Franklin County at the end of the year. I think it was 2007, and uh, David called me, and I I had talked to David about doing stuff for him and bounced it around, and uh, David said, "Why don't you come run Franklin County for me?" And I had never been there, so me and my father drove down. And we were in the middle of nowhere. My dad's like, where are we? He's like, there's, he's like, there's no way there's a racetrack out here. We're going, we're going, we're going. We finally get to this racetrack. I'm like, man, all right. So I show up and uh, never been there before. We practiced. We were pretty good. And I uh, went out for qualifying and uh, broke track record. And uh, Roger Hill said to me, he said, that track record's been there since Richie Evans. I was like, Really? He's like, yeah, he's like 1982 or three or whenever it was. Yeah. And he's like, you just broke Richie Evans' track record. I was like, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. We ended up winning the race, and uh, that was one of those um, nobody liked that I was there deals, too. Uh, they were screaming <laughs> at the end of the race. 12.86 seconds, I believe is what Kenny yep. said. That's, that is, that's moving around Franklin County yeah. right there. I remember we, we won the race by beating Burt Myers, and he was probably better in us than he had, and he ran us down. 
and uh, just used them up a little bit and wouldn't let them buy us, and we won the race. And, I mean, they were screaming to high heaven that we had traction control in the car. <laughs> and what had happened was the car was skipping the whole race. Like, it was, you know, just the carburetor miss up off the corner, just kind of a miss. I mean, not that it was helping or hurting us. It was just carburetor had a little miss in it. Well, they were hearing it, and they just, oh, he's got traction control. He's got traction control. So Roger Hill says to me, he says, he says, burn that thing down at the start-finish line. I want to show him that there's no traction control in this thing. So, of course, I do it. And I'm in the gas, and I'm blowing the tires off this thing. And the whole time, I'm spinning the tires. I mean, it's smoking the hell out of the tires. But the thing's ba 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 And they're all screaming even more. They're like, look at you, that thing. Yeah. So, of course, right in, right in victory lane, the, the tech officials are over there. Like, oh, they're looking at the box. They're looking at this. And it didn't have traction control. It, it was just skipping. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty funny. That's awesome. Uh, Dallas Daniels wants to know if you've ever raced on dirt. Um, not in a big car. Quarter midgets. Um, it's the only, it's closest thing I came to that potato growing stuff. <laughs> potato <laughs> <rats>. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, <clears throat> Casey Kepley said to stay off his driver when you're plowing through the field. Who's so. his driver? I don't Brandon. know. Who? Brandon, I believe. Brandon, Brandon Ward? Ward. Brandon Ward. Yeah. Yeah, I love Brandon Ward. Black he, Mamba. He, he likes driving like I do too. He loves racing with me. I love racing with Brandon. We uh, we definitely race well together. What is your goal? I mean, people's ever are you are you looking to win a championship or hell with it? If it happens, happen. Just win every damn race you go uh, to. The way I've always raced is uh, if you win races, points take care of themselves. So, yeah. we'll see. Do you plan on racing as hard as you did the first race? Every yeah. Race? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, if they want to get mad at us, now sell modified parts at Performance <laughs> Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's just a product of that place. I mean, and and the thing is like. You know, I talked to Lee Jeffries after the race, and, you know, he was mad. And and he gave me the kind of look like, you know, I'll, I'll get you at some point, And that's okay. You know, I spun him out in the first race. Um, but, again, I spun him out. I didn't wreck his race car. He ran good at the end of the race. Yeah. It wasn't malicious. It was just bumper tag in the middle of the corner, and he spun out. Yeah, I was being a little bit overaggressive, but I didn't wreck him. And that's one of the things that gets missed on a lot of guys at Bowman Gray. They think I'm trying to wreck him. It's like. If I wanted to wreck you, you'd be peeling that thing off the guardrail. I mean, it's not yeah. difficult to wreck somebody. It's more difficult to move somebody without wrecking them, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just get by you without wrecking you. And it's and that's the thing that a lot of guys miss on me. It's like, oh, you're out there just wrecking people. I, I, didn't, I didn't wreck anybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets missed on a lot of these guys. It's like, okay, yeah, you can move me like I moved you. I, no problem. I'm not going to be mad. Do you but, think that's a product of them just getting soft, like you said earlier? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they're not used to it. They're like, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm running my race, too. It's like, well, I understand that, but this is how I'm running my race. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and, I mean, you seem like one of those guys, if they not do the same thing to you, you don't care. Yeah, no. I, yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, Brian Lofton pushed me off the end of the track to win the race. I would have done the same thing if right. I was in his shoes. Um, the only thing that really screwed that up was – John Boy making it three wide, which I would have done the same thing as him, too. Just, you know, I didn't expect him to jam it in there, and I was kind of turning down on Brian to try and pinch him down and ended up three wide, and I spun out and got clipped in the left front and ripped it off and sucks, but that's three to go at Bowman Gray. John Boy was trying trying out dirt down there. Yeah, Yeah, he he was was in the grass. He he was definitely in the grass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, At Bowman Gray, um, 
Do you expect uh, things to get, you know, the more you race there, the more you're, you're you know, rougher and uh, stronger with them? Do you expect them to get, get that way as the season goes? you I, think you'll bring that back I, out? In I kind of hope so. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Like, me, John Boy, Brandon, we like racing that way, and we want to race that way. We want to be able to run side by side and kind of push on each other. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, that's the only way it's going to be exciting. If we all just fall in line and, and be too nervous, like, oh, if we touch him, he's going to get us next week. It's No, just you go out there and race. Drive that thing. Right. Do you think that's why uh, Bert and uh, uh, Tim Brown have had so much success there recently? I really everybody's do. Everybody's kind well, of soft. I mean, I mean, if you look at their – I think everybody watches their self around them a whole lot. They do. I mean, they definitely give them the room yeah. to get to the front. And it's – kind of frustrating in a way but they do do a lot of them do the same thing for me especially my first year there i mean i was well, they aren't that's because they're, sure. they're scared as hell <laughs> there's that too but um <laughs> if you look at tim and and burr i mean their cars are definitely the fastest cars on the racetrack oh yeah every week they are the fastest cars and that's they've been there for 20 years and i've only been there right. two seasons i mean i don't expect to be faster than them i expect to be able to race with them and beat them on the correct night when they are struggling or they have a bad time i mean yeah we're a fourth or fifth place car doesn't mean i can't win races doesn't mean i can't go forward just i might not have their speed but i'm gonna make it hard on them fastest car don't always win a race exactly that's the point i mean like that 200 lapper i wasn't the fastest car tim and bert were faster than me i don't know you was pretty much the fastest car the whole damn 200 laps i was driving a lot harder because when i got to third it was like 100 laps in and i i ran down tim and bert and i was watching them and they were not trying at all. They were riding around. And I was hanging that thing out for everything it had. And I ran them down. But as soon as they got with, like, two car lengths in be- be- to Burt, mm-hmm. that guy lit it up because he did not want me to get there before, to him before anybody else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they're definitely fast. They, they work. They prepare their cars really well. And they're real focused on winning championships. And that's what they've been doing. How, how is it driving for the Hills? They seem like a, just a, it's the a, coolest group of it's people, It's the coolest man. group of people. I mean, you know, it's one of those groups of people. I mean, with, party, race, whip ass. That's pretty much the three things a day. <laughs> yeah, we, we just have fun. <laughs> we, we unload the car. It's car, right? Yep, it's normal. All right, perfect. And we all just lay back and yeah, and make sure the car is not going to fall apart and just say, all right, close enough, where everybody else is, you know, going crazy, making the cars perfect. And it's like, it is what it is. I mean, just give me four tires and I'll, I'll run the hell out of it. <laughs> I think on the TV show last year when we was on the front row, I think Jason called you a rookie, right? Wasn't that something like that? Yeah, there's guys like that. All oh, that. Well, he doesn't race here all the time. He doesn't know how to restart here. It's like, really? But last year in a 25 <laughs> lapper, we was running eighth in a 25 lapper. Well, he was beating on Jason. Jason, man, you're in the transfer spot. You could have gotten the transfer. He looked him in the eyes and said, "I don't give a damn about a transfer. I'm gonna go to the front." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Jason got mad at me for trying to pass him. Like, he's like, "Why are you trying to pass me?" It's like. <laughs> I'm looking around like, is this guy serious? That's what we're supposed to do. Are we supposed to race? Like, he's like, oh, you're not supposed to be trying to pass me then. Uh, Okay, sorry. Yeah. Then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you watch cup racing today, that's kind of their theme. They get mad at people for racing them too hard. Yeah, that is that is passing them. That's a theme of a lot of racing around here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For real. For sure. Uh, Checking in on the on the chat here a little bit. Um, Derek Stoltz is like your biggest fan now. I I I, I, I want to race with him. Huh? I think he's got a crush. I don't Something. Know. I'm not sure. I can't race cars with fenders though. I tear them all off. 
He asked Tommy Neal the other week. Well, they would actually like to see you in there. No, there's no way in hell I'm letting you in my car. No, Tommy. Yeah, so oh, the first time I was ever in a full-bodied car was actually a Bush North car. And in that race with Dave Dion, I was I passed like 15 cars under green. I mean, I was fast. I was the only car with tires. But I was passing everybody. You know, middle of the corner, I'd just get to them, and I'd turn underneath them because I just had better tires. Well, every car I was getting to, right in the middle of the corner, I'd roll up on them, and, then, and they'd just drift up the hill, and I'd drive by them. And about the fourth car I passed, I realized I was hitting them all. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea I was jacking them all up, but I was going right. I was jacking them all up and just moving them up the hill and driving by him. I had no idea. Damn, these guys are getting tight in the center, right? Yeah, right they're, just, they're just drifting up the hill in the middle of the corner. I had no idea I was jacking them up because I was a modified guy, and when you hit somebody, it's like your head goes forward, your visor goes flying open, and you, and you hit the guy. Yeah. Well, in a full body car, you don't know it until the hood creases up. It's like, oh, ooh, I'm hitting that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anthony Jilson wants us to ask you about your yeah. nickname, the Goat. Oh, that's bad. So, where I work, there's a bunch. You of got a lot of nicknames, by the way. Yeah, I got a lot of nicknames. You haven't said Skip not one time. Uh, not enough. Skip. Skip. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, guys at work were breaking my balls, and uh, I think I started racing at Bowman Gray the same year I started my job at, at Ganassi Racing, and uh, we won uh, 25 lapper or something, and. Uh, they all started nicknaming me the goat just because they none of them knew who I was. They didn't know me from racing. They just knew me as working there, and I won a race at Bowman Greater. Like, and then they started hearing all my background stories, this, that, and the other thing, and they all started, you know, just they dubbed me the goat at work, and it kind of stuck, and everybody calls me the goat now. I don't know. Now, is that still where you work? Yeah. What do you do there? I do all the rear suspension, build it all. Is gotcha. Gary Putnam over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, you and him have that in common, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few modified guys there. Um, actually, Anthony Gilson's from upstate New York. He raced at Shimong in a, a B mod, I think he called him. Um, yeah. What 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 do you tell your other friends about North? I mean, they ask you about Bowman Gray all the time. Did, is any of them say they'd love to come down and do this? And oh yeah, I mean, every once in a while, like when I run up to a race, they just think it's hilarious. They're like, dude, man, you like racing there? I'm like, it's a lot of fun. I says the track's actually racy. Like, it's not as bad as. It looks on TV like it's racy. The track's got a lot of grip. Tires got a lot of grip, um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've we've you know we've had Jimmy Blewett, Teddy Christopher. There's been guys from the north that have come down. Um, you know, we'll probably try and get somebody to come down at some point. I was really trying to get Ryan Priest to come for that opening show, and he just couldn't do it. But it ended up raining out anyways. But. Yeah. Yeah, you got a hundred lapper coming up this week. Just same game plan, just qualifying balls the wall. Same game plan, trying to qualify better. I'd really love to top be top four, but I just we struggle in qualifying a little bit. I don't think we'll be that fast. So they would have they're gonna have that colors ed challenge again where the top four gets how many are thousands of dollars. Tim Brown said in the paper he would never do it because he's raced for points and he don't think it's a good thing. They <laughs> offer you four or five thousand dollars starting the back. What are you doing? Absolutely. <laughs> like you said, wouldn't you? I got a hundred less laps to get to the front. It's gonna be entertaining. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's it, that's a no-brainer. I mean, why wouldn't you start last? Oh, they, they don't, I mean, last year it got up to, well, at one time it was seven or $8,000, and people still wouldn't wouldn't do it. John Boy did it every time. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, honestly, every time I've raced there in one of those long-distance races where you got the cone, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, the cone is the game-changer. Oh, the, cone, the cone's fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, it's not... If you have a fast race car, you are going to get to the top six. And once you're in the top six... All it is is one more restart to try and get to the top four. I mean, 
it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't get wrecked. I mean, that's a very good factor. I mean, not wrecked The thing is, me, I, you're drawing the whole field anyway, so your ass might start back there to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a no-brainer for me, that's for sure. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool thing they offer to try to, you know, make it a little bit more fun for the fans and, you know, have a little more challenge than by just riding around, like you say, riding around. Because in the last 10 years, the class or the sportsman class has outclassed the modifieds by far, as far as action and racing on the track. But it's good to see the other day, you know I mean? Not just you. There was a lot of people, I guess, that saw you and like, hell, if this dude can do it, I noticed everybody was a little more racy. Yeah, it definitely was. And, and I hope that kind of becomes a trend. I mean, that's just a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gilson says that uh, they'll make you in the top four with their magic stopwatch. <laughs> Too good for the fans not to. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Bowman Gray, you know, when I went there uh, a couple years ago and I started going back there full time, I had no idea they had no transponders. I'm like, what do you mean there's no transponders? Yeah. He's like, yeah, they got a stopwatch. I'm like, what? I was like, in this day and age, we got stopwatches? Yeah. So, I mean, there's always the running joke of, you know, playing favoritism with the stopwatch. Who knows? I mean, you just never know. But um, I wish they had transponders just to make it easier. It yeah, wouldn't just, be as much fun, though. No. It'd be one less thing to talk about. Yeah, 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 exactly. The cars could actually line up in the right place and all that <laughs> That'd stuff. That'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah. Who needs that? Yeah. I think we need to take stopwatches to more of these races. I mean, we did it at Martinsville. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it at Ace Speedway before, and I just really didn't know it. But you know, <laughs> they, they thought they had transponders a couple of times. I'm up here with my phone. <laughs> Some of the first races I promoted at Franklin County Speedway, we we had stopwatches, and sometimes they'd miss the lap. We just make it up, <laughs> just roll on. I think. Well, what they got run? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Put that down. It's yeah. what every racer that spent two hundred thousand last year wants to hear. <laughs> what? What? No stopwatch. Yep, yep. You're thirtieth. Yeah, you know exactly. Uh, Todd Gilliland didn't have too big of a problem with it, did he? No, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he was a little upset at Martinsville. At Martinsville, a couple of years back, three or four years ago, for the late model race, the transponders went out, so they decided to group qualify yeah. and use stopwatches. I forgot about that. Dumbest decision right. I've ever heard in my life. I forgot but, about that. Yeah, that was it. Worked well. And Todd Gilliland was faster by miles than anybody else, and. He started, he started fourth deep or fifth in the heat or, race. No, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, in the heat race he started fifth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Justin Bonsignor said bring a second car. Oh, there's a second car every week, bud. I know. That guy ever used to drive it. Well, every once in a while. the funny story with Justin Bonsignor. So uh, I was racing for the Hillbillies in New Smyrna, and uh, we were tearing up some race cars. Um, <laughs> got into it one night with Teddy Christopher, but um, – so we go down there, of course, the Hillbillies, you know, they, they have everything they need. I mean, they extra motors, extra car. They, they bring everything for Speed Weeks. And uh, we were fast, ran good, and I think it was uh, the 50-lapper Wednesday night show. Um, Justin Bonsignor was just walking around the pits, and I was kind of friendly with Justin. I'm like, dude, why don't you run the backup car? He's like, really? So I, you know, introduced him to David, and David knew who he was. He's like, yeah, run the backup car, no problem. So he got in the backup car, and he's running around, you know, mid-pack, and I was running second or third, and... Uh, Teddy dumped me going into three, going into turn three, coming to the checkered. And I had gotten into him the night before, and he spun me out. It's like, all right, yeah, I kind of expected that. He was coming. And, uh, of course, I'm trying to save the thing going through three and four, and I end up spinning out and, and coming down the hill off four backwards. And, of course, out of the corner of my eye, whose car do I see? My backup car. Drives right into me. <laughs> rips the rear end out of both race cars. Cars are destroyed. God. Destroyed. I remember... He hit me, and I spun him back around, and I'm looking back forward towards the start-finish line, and he's 
driver's side against the wall, rear end up on a Nerf bar, and he's sliding across the finish line. And I'm like, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> so Justin's in, like, full panic. Like, oh, my God, I wrecked the race car. And they're, like, trying to load it that night. So the next morning we go back to the racetrack, and they are thrashing to get these cars done. And Justin walks in with me, and we're like, he feels horrible. He assumes he's not racing. David's like, no, we're going to fix it. You can go back out there. He's like, what? He's like, really? I was like, he's like, yeah. So we're all kind of hanging out, and Justin's like helping him on the car, and I'm just kind of hanging around. I'm like, hey, Justin, want to go to lunch? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, let's go to lunch. They got got this. They got this. Let's go to lunch. (laughs) We ended up going to Wing House, and we're all working on the race car. And he's like, you just leave like that? I was like, yeah. I mean, these guys got it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And he couldn't believe it. He's like, I I can't imagine (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. show up with a helmet bag do my best go home with a helmet bag <laughs> what's the deal with skip uh skip we had a bunch of things up north with a bunch of bunch of our friends um when i grew up running sks we were really friendly with the, the two rocco brothers keith and jeff rocco um doug kobe uh eric burr my brother there was a big group of people we always go out bars and have fun and uh this Skip, Harry, and Mo started happening where Keith Rocco would call this one Skip. And then when you did something to somebody, you'd call him Harry. Like, Harry, what did you do? And it was just this thing. We started throwing it back and forth for like five or six years. We'd all call each other different nicknames for different situations. And I just clung on to Skip, where I call a lot of people Skip. And uh, it's just something that we've been doing for a long time. And, you know, when you see an old friend, you're like, Skip, what's going on? And everybody's like, why do you call him Skip? It's like, because I've been calling him Skip for years. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, I've seen that in the comments several times I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, I walked in the ho- holler the other night. It was Skip. And I was like, what the hell, man? There, there, was, there was one SK race. I got into a guy's car I'd never, never met before. We were, I was at Stafford walking around. And it was the fall final at Stafford. And, uh... There was this guy had two cars, and he's like, "Hey, you want to run the other car?" I'm like, "Sure." Teddy was driving one car, and the other car was there. He's like, "Want to drive this car?" Teddy's driving that car. You want to run this car? I'm like, "Sure." So we go out there, and I remember driving it to the front. Me and Teddy drove to the front because we had to start dead last. We didn't even qualify. It was 38 SK modifieds, and we were just having a blast. Drove the thing to the front. I think I got to third, and the thing was just way too loose, and it was fast like crazy, but way too loose. And I remember bouncing off Ryan Priest. He was still running SK. And uh, I was laughing like crazy, and I'm sure he wasn't. But I remember bouncing off him and just about wrecking him in the middle of the straightaway. And then I was fading back because I was too loose, and Keith Rocco gets to me and, and gets underneath me, and he kind of squeezed me a little bit just because he was a little bit tight, and he squeezed me off turn four. And I was dying laughing. It was like 10 to go. So we went down the back straightaway, and I went across his rear bumper because I had big horsepower. I went across his rear bumper and got him jacked up at the end of the straightaway, and he just about wrecked going into turn three. Well, they black flagged me because <laughs> I was driving like an animal, right? <laughs> so after the race, Keith Rocco says to me, Harry, what were you doing? I was like, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, but, man, you almost got me. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You, you've uh, yeah, you've been in some controversies throughout your career here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, is it just – I mean, that's just you. It's just your personality, just who you are. You just – I just I just race hard. And, it, and a lot of the controversy comes from me not using my head. Like, just – driving the crap out of a race car and not really thinking about what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And then when you look back, it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But I did it, and it's kind of got to live with it. But yep. He'll be just fine at Bumble Gray. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think there's more owners up north. that it, the, the modified community up north seems to be a little more old school where there's 
still a lot of those older guys that own a bar or own a wrecking company or own a whatever, right? And they, that's kind of their gig, and they kind of have their own mechanic guys, and they get people to work on it. I think it's it's more than pronounced up there, right? It, it definitely here. is. The, the modified owners up north are old modified guys. You know, a lot of them you see... Like, think, like an Eddie Partridge. Right. I mean, he's an old-time modified guy, and he just wants to race. And that's just the way those guys are, and they don't care. Like I have a couple friends up there, and I've been to Stafford and Waterford and a few of those others, and I don't think people down here understand, like, the way that deal works. It's not – like everybody th- – I'm not saying there's not full-time people. I'm not saying it's not the best of the best because the cars are beautiful – but what's interesting is to me is there seems like there's guys or groups of guys more prevalently that have been racing for 50, 60 years, right? Uh, old greaseball gangster guys with big gold chains oh, yeah. that own cars. <laughs> yeah. And they don't give a shit what you say. They want a driver because they know they're not driving it. Yeah. yeah. So if, they, if, yeah. Not, if one of their families, friends, kids can't drive it. Because everybody can get a shot. Because all they give a shit about is winning, yeah, right? That's, that's it. Yeah, like, that's like it. if you're big enough to get in, you get in. Uh, no, you're not good enough. Get out, right? Like, oh, I yeah. mean, there's no pride, no nothing. We're here to win. That's it. Kiss my ass. Yes. <laughs> and it, it just seems like the ownership up there. I have quite a few friends. It is different, and it's that same ownership that you can. You know, they experience the same things that every races do with, you know, late mile stock car counts being down or whatever. But it's intriguing to me how that place, how up there, that's like their deal. That That's like their thing. It's not like they got 18,000. Yes, there's some B mods at Shemung or whatever else. But yeah, but there's it, full it fields. Mean, and there's right, it, it means something to those three people. Three nights a week. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying Bowman Gray people don't get, but them people, I mean, all the time. You're out if you're not in. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you're not winning, you're out. That's Definitely. it. I'm and, here to win. And, and that's the way, you know, looking at it as a driver going into it. Like, if you don't go out there and drive the shit out of it and win, you don't even show up. Right. And that's the way they are. Right. And that's when I got out of a Legend car and got a modified, it's like, you better go now or don't even waste your time. Right. And that's, I mean, right away. I mean, I only ran one year at Waterford and one year at Stafford before I got into a tour car. The other thing I'm surprised about is the amount of money them guys up there will spend. Yes. Like, like I, I find it intriguing that them dudes, it's not like we're just all show and no go. Them guys will spend some wood on motors, number oh, yeah. one, big, big chunks. And number two, it's not like they just got one. No. They they no. they no. got a spa- – and I'm not a guy for these, but I think it's like a Spafco and a this and a that, and a right? I mean, there's oh, all yeah. these different yeah. – and, and they, they you're either the best or they throw your shit away and they – Buy yeah. another one. They don't care. And they right? do. I mean, right. I mean, in their basements, in yeah, the snow outside, four feet deep. It's yeah. nothing for. There's probably 15 teams up there between SKs and tour cars, that it's nothing for them to go through six cars. Right. Like, oh, that the trailer car's not right right now. Let's go get a Spafco. That's it. Oh, Spafco's not working. Get an LFR. Right. Let's do it. And they'll just keep going around. And they, you know what? They might be back to them. In two months from now. The biggest one for that was Teddy Christopher. I mean, for years. Like, whoever the engine builder of the week was, was in his car. Yeah. You know, and and think. But how could you say he was wrong? He went every freaking race. Well, that's the thing. And the other thing is, is Teddy Christopher. If you're an engine builder, you want to be in that car. Yeah, exactly. Well, the the Teddy's kind was kind of that guy. Like, he didn't have allegiance to anybody. Yeah. If yours is better. Get that thing out. Right. Put that thing in. We'll write the check That's for it. it. And That's then it. here's it. It's it. Get it. And and he had owners behind him that 
when you when you need one, you get four. Right. And just yeah. that's the one thing that's in. I just think that I would like to see the driver ratio to people that own this stuff be scaled more like that is up there. Even younger guys, right? That like dads, their dads can't all in afford it. Like running the cars tour or something, you know, where they spend. What's amazing is two or three middle group guys will get together and form one team yeah. because yeah. they want it to be successful. So I think it just keeps up there. It doesn't seem like it's as prideful as it is down here where I'm going to show you. Oh, this guy's got a chassis. Yeah. This guy's got a motor. This guy's got a toolbox. Boom. We put it all together. Now we're racing. Now we're racing. We, is, we weren't racing a month ago. We're racing now. Let's not do as it. much as it is down here as mom and daddy puts him in a, in a car up there. As Guido's got a car. 100%. And he don't give a shit. He wants a guy to drive the right. thing. You can drive And he wants to win. There you go. That's yeah. it. That's all he wants. Yeah. And I think that and, and makes, he'll pay for it. Makes the competition quite a bit better, I think. I I'm not that. saying the competition's not good here. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, you know, watching a tour race on, on TV or something at Stafford and Thompson, it's, it looks. Yeah. It looks different than I see stuff here because I'm going, these some bitches crazy, you know? I mean, they're just balls to the wall right. the whole time. I mean, it's enjoyable. And then I go to one here and I go, eh, you know, it's just, it's not the same thing. It's not, no. Yeah. That's like when I spotted it, Thompson. You, you qualified our car because we run Langley with Spencer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was my first time ever being at a tour race up north. And when the green flag fell, sparks. It's on. It was the whole yeah. Time. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. They rode. They laid back. Ryan's are having a damn heart attack. Oh God! Car no, upside no, down. You know, a car on top of yours. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but, no. I mean, it was just. You know and, you, the, and you had Spencer Davis driving, and we drove. Oh, well, all, there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean, car inside. Car inside. You're sliding to the grass. Okay. No, he actually <laughs> drove up to about fifth or sixth. Are you okay? I know. Well, he he drove the hell out of and it. And then we fell back, and we was on our way home. We was in the hall, and I said, "David, wonder what happened." He said. His little arms got tired. <laughs> but, but it's a whole whole different atmosphere. and Yeah. It's just. And, and we have diehard fans here, but they have fans up there. I mean, they'll stab you in the neck with a pencil. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, they're diehard. <laughs> I mean, that one little kid up there, he won. His dad and I are friends, a little Muller kid. He, like, win yeah. race oh, at 12, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they, they got ratted out. And it was a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, he was way too young. His dad was all over it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good people. Yeah, good yeah. people. Uh, checking in with the chat, uh, James Wall wants to <laughs> wants me to ask you about uh, the patented Savali move, rear view mirror driving, ripping oh. off people's right fronts. Uh, it's usually left fronts, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah left fronts for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a few people with the with the rear nerfs. Um, <laughs> it's just something that. I've always they hang a long way out there. Yeah, they hang a long way out there, and these <laughs> these open wheel cars that they're you're real. It's real susceptible, and and I've learned a lot about my surroundings and how to race and keep the car underneath me and know what's going on. And like I said to him, you know, I clear myself type deal. I mean, I know very well where my distances are, and I know when I'm not clear and I'm still going to come down anyways. <laughs> and, like, um, no, we don't. <laughs> I seen him run three through the infield. I said, you they, had about, oh, I, I had enough. They, they know. They know. <laughs> so there, there's times where, you know, if somebody's giving me a hard time and they shouldn't be, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll wait for the perfect opportunity for their tire to be lined up with a rear nerf bar and jazz, jazz the brake a little bit and uh, <laughs> freak them out. But um, I actually won my first tour race that way. Um, school didn't school them, but felt like I got the best of Reggie Ruggiero at Stafford. 
Um, he, oh yeah, he, a guy on my Facebook the other day was super pissed, like like it happened last week. Yeah. I mean, he was mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, this dude was madder than hell. So that was actually a, a week week after we were in Victory Lane at Loudon, my rookie year in the in the tour. We uh, went to Victory Lane at Loudon, but we didn't win the race. John Blewett actually won the race. It was a uh, yellow flag on the last lap, and he was in front of me by like three feet. But they didn't have that until about three hours after the race was over, so they had me in Victory Lane. So that kind of sucked that we didn't win Loudon. But the next week we go to Stafford, and that was a very controversial race. And that was probably the only controversial race that I came out on top. <laughs> Usually my controversial races, I end up on the bottom of the pile. But um, we won that race beating Reggie Ruggiero at the end. Um, and we won that race on a restart where it, I think it wrecked the entire field. <laughs> but I didn't touch anybody. I promise. <laughs> I, uh, I jumped the restart on Tony Hirschman. And uh, that's when the whole Hirschman feud kind of started with me and them. Uh, I jumped the restart second to Tony Hirschman. And uh, he spun the tires and uh, ended up head-on at Stafford at the start-finish line. And John Blue ended up on the catch fence. And uh, I looked up in the mirror as after we take the green. And I look up in the mirror and I actually said to myself, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we ended up running the rest of the race leading. And Reggie Ruggiero ran us down from way back. I mean, he was four tenths faster than we were. Ran us down, and it was thirty to go. And my car and we had been racing Flemke chassis, which is the same as Rio and Reggie Ruggiero worked there too, and, and owned it with Eddie Flemke. And uh, he ran us down, and my car owner was spotting for me, Don King. And Don actually said to me, with thirty-five to go, when he got to me, he said, "Do you think we should just let him by?" And I'm like, "What? Let him by? No." So I raced hard, and, and Reggie got to us, and he kept trying to cross us over, you know, go into turn three and drift up a little bit and try and get a run off turn four. Well, every time he'd drift up, I'd watch him, and right as he was rolling to my rear bumper and he was starting to come down, I'd jazz the brake. He drove right into the rear bumper, and as soon as he ran into the rear bumper, I took off, and I'd get away for three or four laps, and he'd run me back down. He'd do the same exact thing again. I'm like, he's going to do it again. So I'm watching him, watching him. He'd drift up in three and four, and right as he's getting in the gas and he's coming down the hill, he's jamming the brake. We're right into the back bumper. I took off again. And I am running for my life. And I'm a rookie, and Reggie Ruggiero was all over me. And I am running for my life. I remember going by a lap car, three wide. I had left sides in the grass. He was on the outside. We split lap cars. I mean, I was driving my heart out to win this race. And it was like three to go, and Reggie was getting to me. And he'd come off turn four with a big run, and he just got free. And he ended up spinning out all by himself trying to get to me. And it was like coming to two to go when he spun out and he went into the grass and he ended up coming back on the track, but there was nobody else. The next guy was three quarters of a lap back. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to win the race. And I remember in victory lane saying to Don King, I was like, do you still want me to let him by? Like, yeah. Huh. It was pretty yeah. awesome. I've seen uh, Doug Smith used to be the announcer at Caraway and Concord Air Place. Yep. I remember this, <laughs> the North South shootout with Brian Desson. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Oh, that was, that was, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what happened to that, that little deal? That was actually a little bit scary. Like, that was the first time I thought, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, uh, we, Brian Dozat is kind of a pain for me. We, uh, I've, I've used him up before, and, uh, yeah, I've used him up in the wrong places, but he, he's, I've struggled with Brian. But um, <laughs> what happened was we were struggling at North-South Shootout, running mid-pack, just the car wasn't very good, and Brian Dozat put tires on. And I'm running side-by-side side with Andy Sice coming through the dogleg, and I'm like less than quarter throttle. I mean, I'm holding on for dear life. And me and Andy are both doing the same thing. 
And I saw in the mirror Brian Dozette was behind us going through one and two, and I knew he had tires. But I had no idea he was going to stick it in there. And he drove it in on the apron in the dogleg, three wide. And he got me in the left rear. And, I mean, I spun around like a top, and I hit front bumper off the dogleg at, at Concord. And that was like, oh, my God, this is going to hurt. Yeah. And uh, I got out of the car, and I was pissed. And Brian Dozat destroyed his car. I mean, his car was absolutely demolished. Andy Sice got banged up. He ended up winning the race, but he fixed his car. But um, I went up to the window, and I didn't know what I was going to do when I got there, but I was just so mad. And he was taking his helmet off, and I just started laying in on him and screaming at him. And <laughs> but he got him a notch a lot. He got out and went in the net real slow. James did, and then he starts walking over, and we think he's going to ask if he's all right. Then you seen the haymaker start coming. That's all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it just got to me. Like, dude, you almost really hurt us bad. Yeah, that's the dog leg concourse is a scary, scary deal right there. Definitely scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Bochamp wants to know about bumping the pace car. I haven't hit the pace car at Bowman Gray, but I've hit it a few other places. Stafford, I definitely hit the pace car a few times. Um just for fun. I mean, just, hey, uh, you know, line up behind a pace car. You'd go up there and bump them. It was pretty funny. Did it at Stafford and Thompson. I've never done it at Bowman Gray. Gotcha. Uh, Shane Bailey said that uh, Bonsignor is taking notes for Stafford right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin, I tell you, the first time I raced against Justin, and the reason why we were friends when I was racing with him, um, I showed up to Riverhead, and he was a Riverhead guy. He was full-time Riverhead. And when he was 16 or 18, he started his first tour race was at Riverhead. And uh, we were racing, and I think I was top five car, and Justin Bonsigur ran us down. And it was like 15 or 20 to go, and I just pulled over, let him by. Because I knew he was faster. I knew this. he wasn't racing for points. This was his only tour race. Let him by. And he ran down. I think he finished fourth or fifth in a tour race at, at Riverhead for his first time ever. I'm like, that, that was a good deal. And he came up to me after the race, he's like, why'd you pull over i'm like dude you're fucking coming just go and he's like really i'm like yeah he's like you're the only guy that gave me any room i'm like why am i gonna slow you down just go go ahead and since then like we were awesome friends anytime he'd race on the tour he'd come over to me and we'd you know we'd conversate we'd go out to dinner i mean i had a lot of fun with justin yeah, you raced a tour race at south boston this year what happened up there you had a good you had a good car but something yeah just we struggled it car wasn't great um that track is really fast now and the modifieds are super fast there but um we had some issues with uh the ignition and we ended up having to start last it was a it was a tough race for us uh dallas daniels wants to know if you and uh, tim brown still have heat that's up to him i mean he's the one with the with the bad bad juju i, I don't i don't know i mean I, I kind of forget about everything, and, and I feel like he, he brings up little things like, I don't even remember when that happened. I don't know. Did I hit you at some point? I don't know. How about uh, Leslie Wayne? Oh, uh, Leslie Wayne. <laughs> it's L.W. Miller. Yeah. Uh, Leslie, oh, so, so back to the Dave Dion thing. <laughs> Leslie Wayne um, got into me at Martinsville when I was racing the 28 car, spun me out late in a race. Let's, let's just be clear here. You're, you're talking about L.W. Miller. Yeah. yeah. But you're calling him what? Leslie Wayne. Okay, just wanted to be clear. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so uh, he was running the 36 car, the Baker car, and I was in Don King's 28, and yeah. we were running good. We were running third or fourth, and he got to us and spun us out. And I was pissed. 
and uh, we put we put tires on. We carved back through the field. <laughs> There's a reoccurring theme here. <laughs> so I get I get back to fifth, and LW was like fourth. And I remember my dad never comes on a radio. He comes on a radio. I was, like, I was about six or seven car lengths back, but I was going to catch him. My dad knew I was going to catch him. He comes on the radio, and he never says anything. He says, please don't Dave D on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to him, and I never did nothing. I kind of just let it go. I got to his bumper. I never moved him. I never even ran into him. I just It was at, right at the end of the race. It was like three or four laps to go. And I just rode behind him. I let it go. And then after that, we raced hard together after that and never wrecked each other. We were just racing hard. And then uh, we were running for points on a southern tour. And uh, he was just kind of running his mouth at the end of the year and said he was going to wreck us, said he was going to wreck us. And it was for the championship if he wrecked us. You were back with the Hillbillies then. In the Hillbillies, yeah. yeah. And um, he, he spun us out at Charlotte the last race of the year and uh, told everybody he was going to do it, and he did it. And uh, Roger Hills was not happy about it at all. So we ended up coming back through the field a little bit and ended up getting caught in a wreck, just a racing deal with Jason Myers and Andy Sice. Just, they just, somebody got crossed up and spun out, and I ended up breaking the car. So we come in, and we're going to fix this car and go back out. And Roger Hill said to me, that boy doesn't finish this race. I said, okay. <laughs> so we, we went out there, and uh, I was actually, even with the left front bent to smithereens, I actually ran LW down. And I was inching towards his bumper, and I was getting to him, getting to him. We were... 30 laps down and I was getting to him and Brian Dozat this is where the Dozat thing started was a lap car and uh, LW was trying to go on the outside of him and I made a decision to use the lap car (laughs) and push Dozat into LW (laughs) and took everybody out Um, and neither of us won the championship Burt Myers ended up winning the championship yeah I remember that yep but that's not all what happened so then, after the race was over, LW decided to come down to our trailer, which was not a good idea. That's not oh, probably no. good. No. <laughs> no. It was, it was and bad. just people, so, so people know, the, heel, the hillbillies, they roll about 30 deep. Yeah, there was plenty of us. Yeah. That's for sure. David Hill said he looked like a spider monk. said he went through the double doors so, in the air. So I'm, I'm, trying to stay in, I'm trying to stay in the trailer because I know if I snap out, it's very bad. I do things that I don't want to do. It's kind of like those blackout moments where <laughs> right? it's bad. So I'm trying to stay in the trailer, and I'm trying to stay in the trailer, and I'm talking to my brother. My wife's there, Joe Pelham, who's spotting for us, and they're all upset. Everybody's upset, like, man, we, we were so close to winning the championship. All we had to finish was 10th in the race to win the championship, and there was only 16 cars there. Yeah. I was pissed. So we're sitting there, sitting there, and I can hear them. They're all yelling outside, and the yelling's getting louder and louder and louder, and I know who's out there. And David's yelling, and Joe Pelham says to me, he says afterwards, he says to me, he says, dude, all of a sudden, your eyes just went like, glass and he said next thing i knew you were out the back door he said you flew out the back door and he i jumped over the entire pile and just started started throwing fists throwing fists i didn't even know what i was hitting (laughs) so when i when i get up i get dragged out of the pile and i get up and i remember seeing on a video of me getting pulled back into the trailer my brother's got me and he's yanking me back in the trailer and my shirt is completely ripped in half i'm like how the hell did my shirt get ripped in half i don't even know how that happened my brother's like when you took off, I grabbed your collar to stop you, and he said, I ripped your shirt right off as you went out the back door. <laughs> I was like, oof. I said, I just, I just snapped out. Too bad that video is not on YouTube anymore. It used to be on YouTube. It was pretty awesome, but I haven't been able to find it. Uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. I was hoping I'd get to see it after you <laughs> yeah. tell that story. 
Well, uh, Benny Brazell said that uh, the racing world needs more honest drivers like this guy. Uh, admits when he makes uh, when he moves a guy and expects it back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, a lot of the times I move people, they look at it like I'm trying to wreck them. And like I was telling you before, I'm not trying to wreck people. The people that I wreck, it's blatant. There's 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 no question. It's I will wreck if I'm going to wreck you. It's going to be yeah. blatant, obvious. No one needs to question it it, right. it is yeah, what but it you is. know what you're doing too because there's a difference between you spinning someone out yeah. and wrecking them and that's the point and i get frustrated with guys that get mad at me like you tried wrecking me it's like i feel like telling them if i really wanted to wreck you you would be wrecked i wasn't trying to wreck you there is no try in that statement like yeah it's just it's not a thing <laughs> but when he does do it on purpose like i said he don't talk much on radio but when he does it he keys up he won't do that again yeah. So that's all he says. He won't do that again. <laughs> that's when you know it's intentional. Yeah. I and mean, it's very far. It's, I mean, it, and it's not that often. I mean, but when it does happen, it's really big. Well, Corey, to go back to yeah. Rodney Cook, what was his favorite saying? You wrecked me getting in a corner. Uh, going in the corner, that's right. as dirty driving. Center off is racing. Right. That deal with Lee. We rolled the center, hit him up off. Yeah. I mean, that's – but we would run him down, and we never even touched him for 14 laps. We hit him that one time. You know, plus you got to look. I mean, you look in your mirror, guys getting closer, getting closer. Now he's beating on your back bumper. I mean, there, there, there's a reason he caught you, you know. I mean, and, and the other thing is I know how I race. I know how I'm going to get raced. In those situations, when somebody runs me down, I move. I move over. Go. Burt Myers, I think it was last year. I'm going to call horse shit on that. When have you so, ever moved over? So, Burt Myers, Burt Myers. Do you uh, remember in that race I pulled down and he wouldn't pass me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> Burt Myers, Burt Myers <laughs> runs me down and I'm running fourth, but I can't get to the leader. So, I'm running fourth. Burt Myers runs me down. I pulled down the middle and let off the gas. Down the back straight. He road. wouldn't pass me. I'm like. He'd cut down too. And the like, what are you this. doing? I'm, I'm like, dude, just go. What are you doing? I'm looking up in the mirror like, go. And finally, I gave up after like two laps of trying to let him by. I finally yeah. I started going. He just rode behind me. That's because Bert's going, oh, this guy's setting me up for something. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> after the race, after race was over, Bert's like, uh, I, I said to Bert, I'm like, dude, I was trying to let you by. He's like, ah, I didn't know what you were trying to do there. I, did, I just didn't want, I did, I didn't want to put myself in a bad spot. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to wreck you just riding around. Like, if I pull down, it, go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I can't say you've made it exciting over there. I mean, that's the main thing, you know. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it says in the comments. I mean, most of the people in there have said that uh, you make the racing over there so much better. Yeah. I mean. Well, thank you. I mean, I, and that's what I have fun doing. I mean, it's no fun riding around, that's for sure. Yeah, and you surely didn't. I mean, you pass cars on the outside, which is unheard of at Bowman Gray. I mean. You know, you come from, what did you start, 21st? 21st. 21st to... The lead. We took no, the lead. No, 21st to 4th in 94 laps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was, you know, around some good cars. You know, what, what, as soon as you start getting the top 7 or 8, you know, you start slowing down because that's faster cars. Well, but yeah. you just kept walking them down. Yeah, we were, we were really good. Yeah. Do you have any desire to race anything else? I mean, I did 15 years ago. That right. time has kind of passed. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm out racing race whatever. does not matter to me. Um, but I'm not that guy that's going to go out there and beg and plead and find sponsorship. I got to run this race. Got to run this race. It's that, that's not for me. Just I mean I'm at a point in my life where I enjoy racing. Do I need to race to live? No, but I would love to race. I love racing. That's why I drive for David. I mean he loves it when I race for him. And if David ran out of funding and couldn't race anymore, and nobody else wanted to be in their car. I'll stay home. I don't care. Right. But you uh, can't say that's the best group you could actually be around. On yeah, I mean, it's just so much fun because we're not there to 
be the fastest car. We're there to have fun. We're there to be fast, but we're not going to go crazy trying yeah. to be fast. Well, racing's supposed to be fun. I see certain yeah. other teams over there, you son of a bitch, you're just acting crazy and all mad as hell throwing stuff. But and we're still serious about it. Don't yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely yeah. are. serious, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we put together a good all-around car. It's not the craziest, latest, greatest, oh, my God, it's lightweight this or lightweight that. No, yeah. it's just, it's kind of just a, a basic car. You know, it's a basic Bowman Gray car. Yeah. It's not anything fancy. It's not a trick setup or a trick chassis. Yeah. or Because I know there's Bowman Gray-specific cars that I'm racing against. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to go crazy trying to be like that. There's no there's no sense. You know, and like you say about the northern car owners, you know, down here we got kids paying money. Thing. We got it right here. David Hill. That's the old school team. That car's been around forever. And Definitely. There's their driver yeah. here driving it. it it's you know? a different – I like it. The mindset is completely different. I'm not saying that people still aren't searching for money up there, right? But, like, the difference is if you – if you're willing to kind of drag in there and work on a bunch of the stuff, because it's all families up there. It's mostly families that have just continued on. I, very yeah. seldom is it like just some random guy by a modified that nobody knows who they are, right? They're no, all – I think that's one of the things that makes it different. There's just up there, there are car owners and there are drivers. And – the drivers, ninety percent of them work normal jobs. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's not like, hey, we got to do this, and it's all we're gonna do. And you can kiss my ass, and I want to tell everybody I'm a professional race car driver. It's not really the way that it works up this, there. It's yeah. kind of a different gig. It definitely is, and that's why when Roger was alive, and they, all they wanted to do was race up north. Right. They raced up north full time for years. Yeah. They didn't even bother with the south because. They didn't want yeah, to but race in, that way. In full time is only three months because the snow doesn't well, melt yeah. until yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely only three months. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran the World Series at Thompson and they took the green flag and it was snowing, full <laughs> yes, on snow. That's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. You got look. The hills drove from. I mean, you're driving from Westfield, North Carolina, all the way to Connecticut every other week. You know, oh, yeah. places. That's that's done a long way. Many ways. years. Yeah, many many years. And still worked a full time job. Yep. Dakota Martin wants to know how the ride with the hills came about. Um. It bounced around. It, it was when I was racing on the tour in the north with the twenty-eight car. It was an Eddie Flemke chassis with Reggie Ruggiero, and David Hill's stuff back then was still the same thing. Eddie Flemke had been driving the car, and they were all RaceWorks chassis with Eddie Flemke chassis. And um, so there was a really small group of guys that ran RaceWorks chassis. So we ended up with RaceWorks drivers, like we were good in those cars. When I started racing for David Hill, the reason why I was so good right away with David was because I came out of a Raceworks car and got into his Raceworks car, where Chuck Hosfeld struggled like crazy with David Hill because Chuck was a Troyer guy, and he just could not figure that Raceworks car out. And they were just a completely different animal as far as how you drove them and the feel that you needed to make them fast. Eddie Flemke could figure it out, myself. Uh, Woody Pickett was all right at it. Doug Kobe was all right at it. I mean, there was not a lot of guys that were really good with Raceworks car. Um, so that's what made the transition to David so much easier. Gotcha. Jamie Blaylock said that it was worth 12 bucks to see this guy do work. He said everybody was talking about him. Great job. I wish you would have won with the performance you put on. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wish we won that race. For at, Looking back, knowing how good we were and how strong we were right at the end, it's like it kind of sucks we didn't win that race. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Trey Jean said that uh, your fan base jumped today. Well, that's so. awesome. Cool. And Billy Grigg likes it, too. So you got Billy Grigg and Derek Stoltz liking it. <laughs> oh, Jesus boy. Christ, man. That's bad. 
Wow. <laughs> that's that's a good company to be in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some good people to have your back for sure. Don't yeah. sound like you need it with the Hills though. No, no. I mean, they're a great bunch of guys. They'll stand behind me. I mean, David David Hill stands <laughs> behind me at any point, like at any time. If yeah. I say that guy's got to get it, I mean, he's there to do it. Yeah, they're, sure. they are. They're really good people, and if you're good to them, they're good to you. You know. It's funny, I've walked back in the pits, and I've got, especially at Bowman Ground, look, there's people on the ground, and I can't see, I just see a shirt, I said, oh shit, just David, you know, I can't even see who it is, you know, <laughs> somebody back here fighting or something, Oh yeah, more than once, you know, but you know, it happens. There was that one time with, uh, when he got into the fight with um, the kid, the 27 car. The, when, when, oh, when, Joe when Joe Ryan tried yeah, to do Joe donuts in the, yeah. in the pits. So, yeah. he was doing the donuts, and I was on the racetrack still yeah. when that all happened, yeah. and I come back, I... I park and and there's no crew guys around i'm like that's a little weird usually there's because yeah, they were all in bob Nelson's so, I, so i park and i'm getting out of the car and i'm looking over i'm like what the hell's going on over there and uh they're all rolling around fighting and they start they start straggling back and Derek and david and i come back and they're bleeding and one guy's black eye and i'm like what did you guys do i'm like yeah, we got spun out. He spun out. I spun out. No big deal. Yeah, but Savala, this time it's all cool. What, I'm what like, well, why is everybody yeah. upset right now? Yeah. David, hey, he tried David killing did. this guy. He tried doing this. I'm like, what yeah. happened? That I missed was, everything. That was a. It's lucky somebody didn't get hurt in that deal. Yeah, yeah that, when was, I, that was a bad, bad. When deal. I heard about what happened after, I'm like, that's pretty scary. I mean, and right in those pit area, be as crazy as doing donuts and stuff in a modified slinging around. I mean, I don't see how nobody got hurt, but yeah, yeah they didn't. Luckily. Uh, Thomas Bean said that this guy makes me want to be a Yankee. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Bean. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, Thomas Bean. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I, you know, I used to have the politically correct attitude. Um, actually, if you Google it, I've been on ESPN a couple times, um, done a bunch of TV stuff, and I was like this politically correct kid, like always said the right things, everything. And I'm like, that's boring. Yeah. See, you hear the same thing over and right. over again. I agree. Yeah. Forget about it. Just race. Do your stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why when Corey, you know, asked me, I was like, yeah, we want this guy on here. You know <laughs> me? Because I knew you wouldn't be politically correct. That's yeah. what we try to stay away from here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just honesty. Just, you know, I like it. Right. Uh, Connor Keaton said, uh, what's your favorite series at uh, – favorite division at Bowman Gray other than the Modifieds? Do you get to watch them? Do you know? I watch a little bit. Honestly – Coming from up north, we are a modified country up north. When I came down here, I'm like, there's too many different late models. I can't keep track. There's right. crates and supers and late We all agree with and that. I'm like, <laughs> and you can't like, tell the difference. I can't tell the difference between this. Up north, we had one late model division right. and pro stocks. That's it. Like, And you knew the difference. They were nowhere near the same. Right. And down here, it's like they all look the same. I'm like, I, I don't know who's doing what. There's different tracks with different rules. And I'm like, I, I, I can't even keep track of it. Yeah, uh, uh, up, up north. The tracks are pretty good with the rules being the same for about everybody. Yeah, it? I mean, definitely, like, the SK Modifieds, like, there's no tour-type racing weekly up north like they do at Bowman Gray here. Yeah. But, like, you could make an SK Modified, and there's a half dozen tracks you can go to with it. I mean, you can. Yeah, but the difference is the tracks up north are trying to help each other. Yeah. The tracks down here are trying to divide and butcher each other, right? Like, that's the one evident. You could run a 360 sprint car on any dirt track in wherever. You know what I mean? But you can't. They're all the rules are pretty close to the same, you know. I mean, there might be one here or one here, little differences that you might be able to run or not be able to run. But other than that, it's, other it's than all that, pretty much the same deal. Yeah, yeah. And, and as far as, like, rules stuff, what's, what's another difference you see between the way northern tracks are run versus down here the way stuff is run? The biggest difference you see 
I, I mean, you have your your political stuff up north still, just like you do down here. Um, it's it's a tough deal when you're running a racetrack and trying to be a race director and enforce rules and enforce procedures and all the tracks have their downfalls. I mean, there's no perfect track out there. Um, I found Stafford was probably the closest to the best run racetrack. I would agree. Um, and that's why so many people flock there because, I mean, everybody knows what they're going to get when they get there. Um, there's no really, there's really no surprises. And even if there. you don't like it, it's still pretty much the same for yeah, everybody. It's the same for everybody. And, um, you know, car count has really hurt a place like Stafford. And when car counts go down, it starts driving their rules packages and makes right. them make changes. And it's a big struggle because when you make changes, it costs money. Right. So it's a big struggle to make changes to try and bring the sport back. When Stafford was at its heyday, when I first started racing in SK, every Friday night there was 35 SKs, 15 of them go home. Um, late miles, there's full fields every week. And that's gone away a little bit, which forces them to make changes to try and save money, but ends up pushing some people away. So it, it's a real struggle where they have got into a bad spot where it's coming back now but for a while it was it was pretty tough well, don't you think generationally too a lot of those people that were your longtime owners back from when you like even 2000 whatever you know the dates that you were talking a lot of those old timers kind of disappeared That's, and they got and there was and really older and, and there was really no nothing coming behind them right, either so right. it was a bit of a struggle to get those car counts back to what they used to be you've mentioned uh, sk modifieds a bunch we don't have those down here. So no. explain the difference between those and the tour type modified. So an SK modified is basically the exact same car, um, suspension, rear end, um, tire size is the same. I mean, tire manufacturers are a little bit different track to track, but mm-hmm. the only difference really is the motor and the transmission. Um, SK motors were a two barrel steel head aluminum intake, about four hundred and fifty horse ish. Um, and a tour car is obviously a full-built aluminum head, um, big motor, I don't know, 600 horsepower or so, with uh, two-speed Jerichos, where I think now you can run a two-speed in an SK, but you used to have to run those um, old T10s and Rock Crushers and stuff like that, but now they let them run a pretty good training. SK is like limited. Yeah, yes, I'll say. It's, it's what limited but is But they still race hell out of them things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it ain't no limited about yeah. it, though. They no. still, I mean, they still race hell about them. Yeah. Uh, John Greaves said that forget mods. Uh, you should have seen him drive a Legends car, three wide for wind, spanking guys twice his age. Oh yeah, we uh, had a lot of fun in Legend car. I think I landed a Legend car for about a year and a half when I was sixteen to seventeen years old. Um, and the tracks I got to race on were a lot of fun because Legend cars down here is Charlotte. You know that's where all these Legend cars guys they go with Charlotte. And I was I went I went to Charlotte in Legend car a couple of times. I was horrible because we raced at Waterford. Seacock, Beach Ridge, Claremont. I mean, all these little bull rings that were the right size for a legend car. And you could race hard. Right. Two by two. I mean, they were the perfect size for a legend car. And then when you get to Charlotte, it's like kind of like Bowman Gray. It's like, yeah. uh, it's not really great for a legend car. But. Yeah. That's three wide at Waterford, them things. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Waterford's yeah, they'll, awesome. They'll make it happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Steve uh, Loveless says that the rules at Bowman Gray are a joke. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. And honestly, the past few years, to me, with this southern style of racing, when I say that when you're dealing with tires, you're dealing with rough tracks where you have to conserve your tires, I honestly don't care. If they want to show up with a big block, bring it. You just got to keep tires on a car. 
What's the difference? Right. When you're talking about Bowman Gray and, and a guy wants to show up with a spec motor from the tour, so what? And right. they're like, oh, well, he has to have a 390 carburetor on it. I'm like, why? Let him run the tour carburetor. I don't care if he's got 400. It's harder to pedal with the tour carburetor. Yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. Like, I mean, I just, I don't understand the whole motors rule thing right now because we're at a point where you're at max horsepower. The, pa- the, the rules package they have, you're basically max horsepower for what you can put to the ground. So if somebody shows up with a different package, who cares? doesn't exactly. matter. We're already at the max. It's not like we're racing at Stafford and Thompson where the straightaways are huge. Yeah. And, I mean, they're almost drafting at Thompson. Yeah, you have to have tight rules at Thompson for an SK or a tour car because, literally, we when I was racing an SK, we were fighting for three horsepower. You found three right. horsepower, you were light years. At Bowman Gray, you could probably have 50 more horsepower, and you really wouldn't even know a difference. And that's where I'm like, when these guys get crazy about their rules, it's like it doesn't matter. Who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah, and people think that's, it's not in back in the day where people think they cheat all the time. There's not that much going on crazy just because of what you say. Like, it doesn't Bobby matter. Bobby McCarty's like the modified race. He said, I could spell tire soaker. I said, well, tell you what, you soak a tire for 200 lap race, you're a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's not that much cheating as people think. Dakota Martin wants to know what advice you have for a younger driver coming up through the sport. It's a tough deal. I mean, like me as a driver, I mean, I – have no stake in what I'm driving. You know, I show up with a helmet bag and I go home with a helmet bag. To get to that point, I'm very lucky. I mean, right. 99% of people don't get that opportunity. Um, these rides are few and far between. There's really, Like you were saying, the old owners are gone. Going away. Yeah. I mean, they're just going away. I mean, now it costs money and nobody wants to spend their own money. Right. So, I mean, it's a tough deal. Sponsorships, everything. Honestly, if I was a young kid again and I started racing, Getting sponsorship is more important 100%. than getting a ride. I said this today to a guy. I said, you know, every, every one of these young kids says, oh, I need to get a ride. I need to get a ride. Today, if today was happening, I don't give a damn about getting a ride. If I'm a guy that can procure sponsorship, I win. Yes. The rides are everywhere. The All I got to do is get the money. Yep. So I know my parents don't have it, right? I know my Uncle Billy doesn't have it. Shit, maybe I should go out and try to find the money. And then maybe somebody will come back and I could use it to help them. But yeah. nobody, the, the I mean, money is where it's all at. You don't have to be able to drive, sell it. No, you just sell it. And, and the thing is, if you're a half-decent driver, I mean, that's the first thing. Okay, you're a half-decent driver. Okay, now go find money. Don't yeah. even focus on driving anymore. Right. Don't even focus on getting a ride. Because once you have money. You can do whatever you want. Because like me, like, I mean, there was times I took two or three years off. And I get right back in the car, I'm just as fast. It's not like you have to practice and practice. If you're right. a good driver. You're going to be good. It's like riding a bike for me. If you're a good race car driver, you can go out, get a sponsor, and work on getting a sponsor. Don't work on practicing or getting a ride and going to the racetrack. No, you'll be fine. Just get a sponsor first and then go look for the ride because as soon as you get a ride, you're going to do good things. And if you got the money, you can choose what ride you want. I mean, if it's your sponsor, you can do whatever you want with it. That's the most important thing. And you see it all the way up to the cup level now. I mean, these drivers are bringing their own sponsors. And that's that's a downside in a way, but it's what needs to be to make this sport keep going. Yeah. Yeah, And there's a lot of people. Burt Myers, that's one thing I give props on that. He goes out every year and all them things on his car. It ain't because people coming to him. He goes out and finds all them sponsors and gets a ton of money himself and works for it. And that's, that's what it takes. I just yeah. always laugh when a new dad walks in here, right, with their 14 or 15 or 16-year-old kid. And they're like, all right, so I bought this late model. Now, how do I go about getting money for it? 
<laughs> the damn car is not going to bring money. Well, you know? yeah, like, like, go talk to people. Was there like a certain? Nope. You don't, use your <laughs> use your group and try to find money. If you find money, then you can. You don't need a car. You can go to whoever the hell has a car. Trust me. If you have the money, they will let you drive it. It's yeah. really easy. It is. Put whatever it, stickers you want on it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I came up from a. And in, in the north, like you said, it's a totally different thing. Right. Like, I mean, I was just racing my dad's race car, and we kept moving up. And it's like opportunities started opening up. Sure. Like, come drive this guy's car. It's like, all right. And you brought no money. You just got into this car, and you started racing it, and you did good. And if you did good right away, well, guess what? David Hill's knocking on the door. Somebody else knocking on the door. Like, come drive my car, too. Like, I mean, it's just what happens up north. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be anything like that down here. No, that's, that sounds so far. To, to, <laughs> to say what you said, people, like, you know, everybody's bringing, well, my mom and dad own this realty company and do this, whatever. And this guy here has got people, hey, you drive my stuff, drive my car, begging to drive their car. That don't happen here, ever. And, it, yeah. and I've, in my racing career, I've done a lot of different things. And when I say I don't need to race, because I've gotten to a point where I know what I can do. And I've proven it over and over again. I'll get out of a race car. You want to drive the car? Go ahead, drive the car. And I wait six months later, get back in the car. And I go out there and win. It's like, it's not, it's not the car, guys. It's me. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I, I got to give it. No, I think that's <laughs> underestimated, though. Everybody's laughing. But that's kind of the truth, right? I, like, I've, I've done it. I mean, I've we, done it over. We, we could tell Over the past 15 years, I've done it over. And, over and I again. think it's the same, right? You take Josh Berry out of his car, and I'm not saying and you put, put him, him in some somebody else's, and he's still Josh Berry. He's still yep. driving the dog out and that, of it. And that's he's still, what, I mean, yeah. the car instantly wins. And that's wins. my point. You have those drivers out there, and and I know who Josh Berry is sure. very well because of what he can do. Sure. it's okay. that, I mean, there's those drivers that can move from car to car, and the performance doesn't change. Yeah. Just like last year. We had somebody in our car the first half of the year. First night he gets in it. Hunter Lapper wins the race. Yeah, yeah. And and I've hung my hat on that, and I don't, and I feel bad saying it that way, but like, no, it's the truth. It's okay. To I say mean, that it's way. like it's the truth. So, a lot of people don't know at Bowman Gray when I was racing a twenty-eight car up north in a modified tour, 12, 14 years ago, whatever it was. I got into that car after Doug Kobe had driven the car. Doug Kobe drove the car for two years. Mm-hmm. His best finish was second in the car. The first year I was in a car, I won four races. And the next year, I won three more. I got out of the car. Doug Kobe got back in it for two years and never won a race. Woody Pickett got in that car and never won a race. I got back in that car and ran top five in one race deal. Doug Kobe and Woody Pickett went on to win tons of races and championships. And I did more than them in the same car. And that's what I hang my hat up. Yeah. Yeah, just a driver wheel man. You it's know? a pretty big accomplishment. Just, yeah, and that's and yeah. that's like I'm okay with it. I know I'm not going to go win tour championships. I'm just not in that position anymore. But I know what I was capable of doing. Yeah, but, but Roddy Cook was at Orange County one year. He drove five divisions in one day. Yeah. Only one of them was his car. Yeah. The rest of it was just jump smells thing. And what he he almost won every race. Yeah. You know, and totally different kinds of cars. He was in the top three of every. He race can drive a damn race car. You know, you one know? thing I was thinking about that may be different. Maybe you can answer this. So, we on this show dog the the kids a lot, right? Like we, it's just it's a product of the sport, and a lot of time they catch a bad rap because they're kids, um, and learning and trying to go where they may. But the interesting part is, like, there's still priests' families still had money. I mean, not, and I don't mean no, you, but yeah. but right. So there, there's still 
some of that up there, but for some reason it just seems to me that the owner up, let's say north of here, doesn't get as upset when the younger guy learning has an incident where he bails, right? Like the teams that have been around for a long time, as soon as the young guys crash them enough, they're like, well, screw it, we're out of here. We're not going to do this anymore. Where up there, it doesn't seem like it's that much. It seems like they realize, hey, these young kids got to come through this mess, probably in dad's car, yeah. right? Because they haven't got a chance yet to get in some other car. But they don't give up on them and quit. And here it seems like if you're an owner and you get crashed a couple weeks at Hickory by some 13-year-old, you're like, eh, we ain't doing it anymore. Yeah, I, I feel like these southern tracks, because there's so many different divisions, so many different things going on, that it's not just one class at one track, that they just give up and say, oh, I'll just go race something else somewhere else, or I'll just change my car over and go race at South Boston. Where up north... There's not as many options. There's no there's no options. You're racing an SK Modified at Stafford, and that's it. That's, that's, that's just got. the way it is. So you got to play by the rules yeah. or go home. Right? Exactly. And because of that, again, it, it breeds that mentality of, you're just going to go back next week. You're just right. going to go back next week because everybody else does. Um, you think it's because there's not as much saturation? Like here, you could legitimately race at seven, eight, nine, ten different tracks, right? I mean, within definitely. a three-hour radius. But up there where you're at, there's not, right? So there's not that much of a different diverse. There's there's two, three, four places maybe, yeah. right, That depending upon who's mad at who at what point in time. Yeah, really? I mean, for SK modified racing, there's really only two places. That's it. Thompson races part-time, but Stafford and Waterford, that's it. Those are your own two options. And the cars are the same, and no matter what track you go to, you're going to run into the same people. Right. Because they both run, most of them run both tracks. Uh, Tyler Owen uh, wants to know if you believe that uh, the Modified Tour should be running at tracks um, like Richmond and Dover again. Absolutely. Definitely Richmond. Um, <laughs> any, anything under a mile. I, I don't think, I think Dover's too big because yeah. it's such a high bank yeah, mile. Dover's kind of sketchy. Yeah, that's, that's you yeah, know. Yeah. But definitely you're... Richmond's. Um, I'd love to see him go back to Watkins Glen. Um, some road course stuff. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I ran in Lime Rock in a hillbilly car. That place is awesome. That place was awesome. And I love Lime Rock. I Beautiful, ran... too. I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if you've never been there. I mean, just gorgeous. Out in the middle of nowhere. In the, mount- in, like, in the hills. With all these beautiful rock walls all around. I mean, it's freaking awesome yeah, up there. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, definitely the diversity of tracks is what they need to be doing. Not the same cookie cutter Stafford Thompson. You know, and they've branched out quite a bit since since years past. In years past, they'd go to Thompson four times and Stafford five times, and it was a sixteen race schedule. So it's like all it was was Stafford and Thompson. But yeah. now they've branched out quite a bit. You know, going back to South Boston, um, Riverhead, Wall. I mean, they've branched out a little bit. Sounds like the Southern Tour with Caraway going there like forty seven thousand <laughs> yeah. times. Well, whether it was NASCAR or the Seacon place. I love Seacon. Yeah, I, I'd have never been, but I heard a lot of people so, from up north that well, my friends talk about. So that. Seekonk's another one. I wasn't. I didn't race for uh, two years. Wayne Darling called me up, and he pretty much owns a lot of Seekonk's area. Sure, is the fifty-two car that won the championship with Doug Kobe a mm-hmm. few years back. Um, I hadn't raced in like a year and a half or so, and Wayne had always wanted me to drive his car. And Wayne said, "What if you come run this ten thousand win race Wednesday night show?" I'm like, all right. And I didn't tell Wayne I had never been to Seekonk in a modified. I had been to Seekonk in a legend car 15 years before that. So I show up there, and he's like, we're going to practice one day. I'll have my son come over because his son races Pro Stocks weekly. I'm like, all right. So I show up there, and Wayne's cars are always right. He had a 
the way they worked on those cars, the guy that set that car up, and it was always fantastic. So I show up there, and uh, there was a guy practicing there. I think it was Todd Anarumo, and he races there weekly. And uh, we go out there, and we ran some laps, and uh, Todd says to Wayne, he says, shit, you're two-tenths faster than us. And I had never been there in a modified. And Wayne Darling's son, David, looks at Wayne and said, why did you bring me here? He says, well, just in case he needed some pointers to get around this track. He hadn't been here in a long time. He's like, you don't need me. And he left. And I get out of the car and I says, well, how was it? He said, that was about as fast as a modified will ever go around this place. I said, really? He says, yeah. I said, well, I didn't want to tell you. I'd never driven a modified here before. (laughs) (laughs) So we show up for that Wednesday show and there's 47 cars there. And it was heat races to qualify for the race. And we ended up winning our heat race and started second. Led the first third of it. Thought I was going too fast. And I let Richard Savory by. And towards the end, we probably should have won the race. Ran Savory down. Got to his rear bumper. And just couldn't get to him. And uh, finished second out of 47 cars. And I hadn't raced in over a year and a half. So, I mean... That was one of those races I wish I won because that car was absolutely perfect. I mean, it just drove so good. What What, what is a race you haven't won that you would like, you know, to win and modify? So something that you know that you, you, you might have a chance to do one day. I don't know. I've, I mean, I've won a lot of big races up north. I've won the Icebreaker. Um, have you won the Turkey Derby? I've won the Turkey Derby. Uh, my second time there ever. And led every lap but started third. That was kind of weird. That's when... I started third and led every lap because Jimmy and Reggie wrecked at the start finish line on the first lap (laughs) (laughs) and kind of inherited the lead and um, led the whole race. Uh, Late in the race, Matt Hirschman got to me another deal where Matt Hirschman was faster than me. And it was in the same time span when they hated me to death and they just did everything they want. They wanted to beat me so bad. And uh, he got to me and he was kind of breaking my balls a little bit and I broke his balls back and rubbed him up against the wall a little bit and that was that 60 car that I did not like one bit because it didn't race the tour it only raced the open shows mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of deals yeah so I was not happy that the 60 car was trying to get around me and uh then late in the race Jimmy blew it ran me down they fixed their car and didn't go a lap down and he got through the field and he got to me and that was his house it was oh, the, yeah. it was the year John blew it died and uh I actually had thoughts of like Jimmy should be winning this race right now yeah. But Jimmy got to me, and he was doing everything he could get around me. Doug Kobe was actually spotting for me. And the uh, same deal, I kept using a rear bumper, making sure he couldn't get underneath me, just kept hitting the brake at the right time, and uh, beat him. And he was ear-to-ear smile, and me and Jimmy go back so much. I mean, we'd, we'd do anything for each other. And uh, he was real happy to see us win that race. That would be a good and have back in the backup car. Oh, Jimmy's awesome. That guy is. He's been around the state. He's just like me. Yeah, I saw something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, for all the haters you got on those Bowman Gray pages, we ain't seen any of those tonight. No. We never I mean, no, see no hate. Nobody, yeah, for real. This nobody. I figured tonight sucks. we were going. People some were of just them comments were just so funny. I mean, the guy. What do you, the guy, one guy said he's no, he's no TC. T- Ted Christian never wrecked a man on, on purpose in his life. I said, who in the hell are you talking about, man? The dudes told me before race what he was going to do. Went out and did it. What about the guy who was a Junior Miller fan? I love Junior Miller's driving. And you said, dude, it's the same thing. It's a younger version <laughs> exactly. of Junior Miller. Yeah. He, he didn't like Savali, but he liked Junior Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. People kill me, but, you know, it's just, well, it's because it's something different, and you know, people want to hate what's, what's not usual, you know. But yeah. also, he's a newcomer. He's an outsider. And, you know. Just like you said earlier in the, the 
four to go or five to go at the stadium. Throw it out, guys in turn one. See if you see anything. Come on, you know. That sucks. That's, well, got to make sucks. it exciting, man. It was fixing to be exciting anyway. Uh, you think he would have got to me? Yeah. I, I think yeah. He, I think he would have sailed it down in there to get to me at least. He was walking you down pretty good yeah, at the he end. Was. I, I could was. I couldn't hit my marks at the end of that race to save my life. But, I mean, <laughs> Brian had, Brian had no front bumper left. It was sitting in the air, so I don't know what he was going to hit you with. But yeah. he was going to hit you with something. Yeah. His bumper yeah. was definitely worse than mine. Yeah. Yeah. His was way messed up, but you know. Cassius Clark's got good things to say oh, about God. you. He said, uh, you're a good dude, awesome family, had a lot of fun racing together when starting out. Uh, good to hear you're back behind the wheel. Yeah, Cassius, we go back from Legend Cars. Actually, there was one race Cassius actually put his car in our trailer because his dad couldn't go. We went to Hardyville down in South Carolina. And Cassius, a long time ago. God almighty, a how long time ago. <laughs> I was probably 15 years old. Cassius was about my age. Yeah. And uh, he actually rode down with us, me and my brother, and him, the three of us, raced. And uh, he actually ran really well. We didn't run very good at all. He almost won the race. And uh, we actually, my dad worked on his car and got his car, you know, we worked on his car and we worked together and drove home with him. I mean, we it was kind of cool. That was kind of like a lot like quarter midget racing for us. We traveled around the country, uh, made a lot of good friends. I mean, I've got friends all over the country from quarter midget racing. I love still. that, right? I still got, most of my friends are from, yeah. like, because we all hated each other. And the way you win, acted, I'm surprised that you got any yeah, friends. I was there to win. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit if we're racing quarter midgets or not. I'm there to win. That's yeah. it. And we traveled all over the country right. quarter midgets. You I mean, to say, awesome. when I was, I think my mother figured it out when I was 16 and I stopped racing quarter midgets, I had won in 18 states. That's awesome. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we competed in like 142 races in one year. Yeah. Was oh, yeah. super awesome, yeah, that was dude. awesome. Dad was tired, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dakota Martin, he's had a lot of questions tonight. I haven't asked half of them. Um, he said, uh, what do you think about running uh, in a modified again under the lights at Martinsville? Yeah, we need to be back there. That's another one of those tracks. I mean, it's just perfect for us. Um, I really think you can get the people in the stands if you do it right. Um, well, well, how do you do it right? I, honestly, it's, it's tough to do it right. Um, one of the things I was frustrated with, NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR's got their own. I mean, their own way they do things, and it's a tough deal. And they're all got their different confinements that they have to work in. But right. the modified race of South Boston was the week after Martinsville. Right. What kind of sense does that make? Make it Saturday night after qualifying at Martinsville. The everybody, place would everybody be packed. Rides up. Yeah. Right. I mean, like those types of moves are like, you guys can. It, you can make a great thing. And I know there's different yeah. schedules that are trying to work around with people, getting them to track and everything. But it's like those little things are what builds your product. I mean, those people yeah. there for the cup race can be modified fans if they've seen it. On the other side, South Boston. I'm, I went many times to the truck race on Saturday and then hauled butt to South Boston because, you know, they were making a big deal out of their race that night, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's the types of things that I wish they could do more of. You know, get – and they – like. I feel like 10 years ago when I was racing the tour, they did that more. You know, at Loudoun, our race was on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Super prime time for us. And and they pubbed the crap out of it. I, I remember every dude that was from up around that area that had a car was taking it there. Yeah. Didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, even guys from down here were shipping cars up there to race. It was that big of a deal. It was a big deal. And Bristol was a similar deal racing with the truck car, trucks. I mean, that was... Bristol has died out. Now, it, and now the, the last it, few it's times, unreal. They, I don't even... You know, they're like, oh, they're racing Bristol Wednesday. I was like, it's Tuesday. I ain't heard a word about it. You yeah, know? It's crazy. I, and, and you see the people in the stands, there's nobody there. Right. It's like, what is going on? You know, that that's Bristol. It should be packed. Yeah. 15 years ago, it was packed. 
promotion. I just think the promotion is just not there. They just don't put a lot of effort to it like they used to. It just it, and it costs too much money. I mean, that's the other big thing. It just costs too much money to put these events on. Yeah, and you just gotta. You know, in Martinsville, I'll give kudos to Clay Campbell. The first the first show, you know, I mean, they he paid out of his pocket to do that, put them lights in there and stuff. Right. And the first, what the first, how, how many times they do it? Three times. Twice, the lights at Martinsville. Twice or three times. Anyway, the first time was great. I mean, there was a bunch of people there. The next time, it wasn't. People just didn't come out like they did, you know. And he said, "I'm not going to keep paying for this." And not nobody comes. So that was it. Clay Simmons said, "Bring back Martinsville, North Wilkesboro, Richmond." Anderson, Hickory, and Orange County. North Wilkesboro is too far gone. Yeah, I, I was up there the other week. It's it's beyond gone. Rock, Rockingham's still an option. No man, yeah. you'll you'll die. You will, yeah, <laughs> nah, you'll die. You they will, they yeah. they actually tried to test there. They, I think a few did. years ago. Woody Pickett. They're Hans there. testing. Yeah. That's a Hans test. Woody that tested place. there in the in the '79 car years ago. Yeah, we had to put tethers on the damn wheels. Exactly. To keep them right. <laughs> Spindle tethers to keep them from blowing off in the crowd. How, how big is that track? Fast. Is it, a mile? is it a mile? It says it's a mile, big. but it's over a freaking oh, mile. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. just got to be. Yeah, it's a big mile. Yeah, there would yeah, be carnage here. <laughs> kind of like Myrtle Beach Speedway's half-mile track. Hell no, it's as big as Richmond. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> uh, Tony White referring to Martinsville. He said, bring the limited cars, too. Hell no. <laughs> Please, dear God, that was great. That Don't was great you worry. It, that, that, I promise that'll never happen again. <laughs> that was we, we, we had a, li, a limited late mile race there years ago. It was only a 50-lap race, and we made it to lap 19. And I said, well, hell, this is great. Oh, yeah, it was great. <clears throat> the race started at, what, 2.30, 3 o'clock? It got yeah. dark, and we made it lap 39. From 19 <laughs> to 39, it was like four and a half hours. Yeah. They were wadding them up everywhere. Oh, they killed each fantastic. other. It was fantastic. Yeah, they killed each other. <laughs> and that was the, that was the end of that. Uh, Shane Bailey says that NASCAR has the reins pulled right and doesn't want uh, the Modifieds to upstage, upstage their premier divisions. Well, that's, that's – I mean, it's not it's not an upstage thing. I mean, it's just – it's a promotion of the grassroots. I mean, it's a promotion of, hey, these could be the next guys. You know what I mean? You, you know, And I felt that way when we were at Loudoun. You know, when you're at Loudoun and you're racing on Saturday – they were pushing that, like, hey, these are the next guys. Especially when you get, like, Tony Stewart, he ran a race with us. J.J. Yaley ran with us once. Um, you get these guys that race with us, and they're like, they didn't just go out there and win like Kyle Busch would do in the Xfinity race. Right. They struggled with us. Right. I mean, we're just as good as they are. I mean, that's and that's what was really awesome. You know, and something I was thinking of, I don't know if we talked about it the other day, like at Bowman Gray, okay, it used to be there's new people coming up and everything. Nobody's doing a development. Uh, you know, a developmental ride, a modified. There's no kids coming up through that or anything like that. What do you do when, you know? Development. Uh, huh? I'll smack <laughs> you. Yeah! <laughs> anyway. Um, that was awesome. T- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Skip. Spit yeah. out. Right, Come skip. on, Skip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. Tim Brown and Burt Myers ain't going to race forever. Yeah, well, that, that's the other thing. I mean, what is it? 22 years? With them there? Yeah, I mean, I the mean, same people have been there. Eventually, they're going to quit racing there. You would hope. I, I hope. Well, I mean, but there's, there's <laughs> no new people coming in, though. No. Well, I mean, I really think you'll get a guy like John Holliman eventually is going to end up in a modified. Well, there. hell, Derek's done fix the damn modified now, so well, he's, and, and, he's going in that shit. So. Der- Derek, too. I mean, Derek should be in a modified. I mean, once you – I mean, that's the progression. That's the premier division over there, though, that, right? That's I mean, the progression yeah. of the sport. It's like, okay, you're winning a lot of races there. Go get yourself modified and get into – the premier division at the track. I mean, yeah. that's like when we were at Stafford. Zach Clifton did it. I'll, I'll give it to Zach Clifton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when we were at Stafford, you wanted to be in an SK Modified Weekly. 
So if you were winning races in an SK Light or a late model, you moved up. That's what they did. Yeah, but up there, that is the premier of the whole region. Down here, no other track other than Bob McGray has a modified at it. That is true. I mean, there are, I mean, late models down here are the premier division, I would say. I mean, that's just the way it is. For sure. But at Bowman Gray, it's the modifieds. And if you want to race Bowman Gray forever, which a lot of these guys do, and they base their career on Bowman Gray, right. I would think you'd want to move up. Yeah. And that's, that's just my mentality. Right. Uh, Steve Loveless wants to know if you've ever seen stands as packed as uh, the stadium at De- any other track. No, definitely not. I mean, obviously the sheer size of Loudoun and the day that we would run on, yeah, you'd get 20,000 people there. Right. But that's at Loudoun with Xfinity Race. With an anchor race. deal already. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's right. just the way it is. Right. Um, all right. I, I, all these people are in favor of the Limiteds, by the way. Just Martinsville. So we need nah. to sign it up. Casey nah. Carefully Make this yes. happen. Huh? Casey Kepley said, uh, he ain't yes, racing, is he? <coughs> Limited's at Martin. Does he still race? <laughs> $150 tires. Uh, be a caution for lap 19, I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. Well, spe- speaking of Limited's, <laughs> Ryan Nelson's got a car. It never races, though. <laughs> God, hey, why don't you, you put, you put him in your car to race? No, you don't right. want to put him in your car. Yes. Performance Center needs more work to do. Right, do that. I'll definitely be here on a Sunday or a Monday. Well, I'm cool. Let's do that. That would be really Everybody good. here is good with that, except you. Like I said, I can't feel him until things start falling The off. last time you raced, Dylan Bassett was running a damn limited. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Just, no, Dylan's no, like 27 years old now. Years ago. I know. Drunk. I'm just giving him You're hell. drunk, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out. He probably is. But yeah, well, no, he probably is, but that's beside the point. That has nothing to do with that. That's the last time that, that you won, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> 15 feet short back in the Rodney Cook race. Yeah. Well, well. It happens. Yeah, but I think it's a great idea. Put him in your car. His, his car's ready to go, ain't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you should do that. No. 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 Yes, yes. Put him in there. Let's go. That's, That's why he'll be smiling when he come back. To at Bowman Gray. Hey, you think, at Bowman Gray. <laughs> at Bowman Gray. At Bowman Gray. Sportsman. Dude, I got. You ever heard that saying? Got, Hell no. I got tons <laughs> of used body panels back there. We'll just yeah, keep putting them on. If we put a, a used body on it. That's what I'm saying. Like I got a tons Frankenstein of, body. I got like tons of used body panels back everything. there. That would be awesome. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, we're not going to do frame damage there. I mean, not. Probably not. But nah, I mean, you're not going to do frame damage yeah, there. You can do frame damage. <laughs> yeah, not really, though. You nah, don't get that I many mean, clips over there. Yeah, Just more spindles and pockets. Well, 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 Ryan did say he's going to take it to Ace here in a few weeks. And we are. We're going back. That'll be good. Yeah. It's about time. So, yeah. Who's driving? Kale? Uh, Kale's going to drive Me or Kale. You ain't going to drive it. <laughs> I don't feel like getting hot and sweaty. I don't feel like oh, yeah. Oh, that's God. his reason. You yeah. have to hey, do that on the spotter now. stand, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Hey, when he tears it all to hell down there with Davis' car, I'm like, glad it ain't mine. <laughs> so I can just walk away and go home. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think that's about all the time we've got today. We done went to 9 o'clock. So. Yeah. Been pretty good, though, entertaining. Yeah, it, was, it was a lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of stories, a lot, uh, lot of things coming from uh, – from uh, inside the chat, a lot of a lot of people know a lot of stories about you. So glad we got them all out there t- cool, tonight. Yeah. yeah. So Dale Cogger's talking junk about you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got all my teeth though. Wow! 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 What was the L.W. Miller name again? Leslie Wayne. There you Leslie, go. Leslie Wayne. <laughs> I, and I, I got all my teeth. Wait a minute. Those hey, are the two things. Is that, that his are. name? I don't even know. I don't know. That is his name. It is. Andy okay. Size calls him at all the time, too. Yeah. I've Andy, seen Andy, Andy likes him a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they're they're good friends. They're, they're real good friends. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, where are you guys headed this weekend? 
Huh? I'm going to see Diaz. I'm going to watch his crazy ass. I understand. You're going to Southern National? Yep. All right. I'm going to Motor Mile. So. There we go. Three different tracks. Yeah. So we'll have plenty. Doc, where are you headed? I'm working at uh, Wake Forest Baptist this week. Yeah, weekend. good for you, Doc. What divisions are running over there? <laughs> uh, they got wheelchair races. <laughs> they got, yeah, wheelchair races and the, the grocery grab. Well, bring us some bring us some audio from that next week again. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had him into one. Oh man! All right, guys, I'm gonna let uh, Doc get us out of here. All right, there's several places to get your race on this weekend. Uh, starting Friday, 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 May the 10th, A Speedway 100 laps, Anderson Speedway Twin 40s, Kingsport will be running their late model stocks, Southside again, late model stocks, Wake County Speedway will be getting a race on, hopefully the weather will play nicer than get their opening night in, Wake County Speedway, a fantastic facility, Bowman Gray, Street Stocks 50 laps, that's a special race for those guys, 100 laps for the modified, you can see our guest here run, and I bet he'll have a whole lot more fans out there tonight. Uh, Saturday night, Caraway Speedway, the big enduro. Uh, we need somebody to go cover that, guys. Somebody needs to go to cover that. Roger, what you got? I thought Corey was doing the enduro over there. What happened? Well, the BMW's not ready. He was deemed illegal. Yeah, he got on here and started beating his chest that he was going to go run that enduro, and then nothing happened. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Ah, yeah. So there you have it. But that's that's going to be a good fun show, and they're going to have the Lemon Sportsman as well. That's at Caraway. Dillon Motor Speedway got the mass street stocks and late model stocks are running. Dominion Raceway, late model stocks will be running. Greenville Pickens Mother's Day race. And I find it hard to believe that's the only track advertising this Mother's Day weekend. They're the only track saying Mother's Day race, all moms get in free. I can't believe Bowman Gray not having a ladies' night on Mother's Day weekend. That, that fail, big fail right there. Uh, Motor Mile Speedway, twin 50s. Langley will be up there representing the Race 22 brand. Myrtle Beach Speedway will be racing their late model stocks. Orange County Speedway, late model stocks. Southern National Motorsports Park with their brand new um, uh, program for the drivers. 75 laps of racing, so we're be anxious to hear about that for sure. Don't forget Cars Tour, Super Late Models and Late Model Stocks, Motor Mile Speedway, May 18th. On that Saturday, the grandstand gates will open at 4 o'clock. Single car qualifying will begin at 5.15 with the late model stocks, followed by super late models. They are scheduled to have a fan fest starting around 6.25. Green flag for that race is at 7.30. And that'll wrap it up. Any final words for you? You good? He's ready to pack up. Let's take it to the road. I must be going. Well, that'll wrap up this week's show. We want to thank you for listening to Race 22 Radio. Be sure and keep us logged on to Race22.com for all your favorite late model stock car racing action, videos, podcasts, and much, much more. We'll be back broadcasting live around the globe next Monday at 6 p.m. from right here at the Performance Center Racing Warehouse Studio in beautiful Statesville, North Carolina. Until then, we'll see you at the races. Race 22 Radio is a presentation of Race 22 Productions. I must be away.